Welcome, everyone, to episode 257 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. Corey. Uh, today's topic is going to be our makeup, I guess, from last week. We didn't, uh, our episode took so long, we didn't end up getting to talk about what we played. I know I had a lot of stuff I wanted to talk about. I'm pretty sure Will had a lot of stuff he wanted to talk about. Um, so we're going to, we're going to do that as a main segment today. Uh, uh, in addition to our usual nibble bits and, and our weeks and, uh, and, and feedback. So should be a little bit shorter. Also me and Corey will be covering the last two episodes of Game of Thrones at the end of the episode. Right, Corey? That's right. So, uh, you'll, we'll, we'll get caught up on that and, uh, but that'll be after the outro as usual. So the battle of the bastards, the battle of the bastards and, uh, no one was that the other mm. one? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, that one's not as that was wasn't as fun as last week's no. episode. So, uh, does anyone have anything they want to tease for later on in the episode? Not nope. I. Nothing. Nope. Uh, the only thing I have to talk about specifically is more Hearts of Iron Four. That's a recent release. I think me and Corey were gonna talk about that a little bit. So I wanted to talk about it last week, but as I said, our episode ran super long and we didn't get get the chance. So, uh, be talking about that. So. Uh, without further ado, let's get into it. Uh, Will, we'll start with you. What do you got? What do you got to talk about? Oh, so much, Dan. Hold on. Um, so what do you guys want to hear about first? You want to hear about Ratchet and Clank? Yeah. Let's talk about Ratchet and Clank. Well, I beat it. Hey, well done. This reminds me. Are we doing a beaten games list this year? Uh, yeah, I'm taking them down. Okay, good. Um, I'd like Ratchet to formally withdraw my name from the competition. <laughs> I'm still going right. to keep track of your beaten games. All right. Not really competition. It's more for keeping track purposes. But I only say that because uh, I've lost the past few years. <laughs> so I'm I'm a winner. So will be um, Ratchet and Clank. Okay, go welcome ahead. to the Winners Club, Will. <laughs> oh, thanks, Corey. That sock in front of your face would argue otherwise, Will. Yeah, it makes I'll... you look like a real loser. Oh, this is Corey's idea, so. Anyway, Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet How'd and Clank like is, it? it's awesome. Um, I kind of feel like when we started this podcast, I made fun of Ratchet and Clank. I'm sure I did. I, I think you and I both did. Uh, turns out that game is actually really awesome. Every minute of it was fun, and I didn't want it to end, really. I wanted yeah. to keep, keep playing, and just, like, every part of it was fun. Even, like, the, the races that you did on the, the hoverboards were a ton of fun. It's just like, and all the weapons, like the groove, uh, Groovatron, just like oh. firing it out there, and like even bosses start dancing, and that gives me like a couple seconds to start firing on them and stuff like that. I was surprised the bosses danced, but I was also so happy that they made it so that all the guns worked on the bosses. Yep, instead of like only a couple working on a boss. Yeah. Um, and that last boss fight was pretty hectic. There was a lot going on. Um, yeah. I just like trying to fly around from platform to platform and trying to like shoot it and destroy the, the who I don't even remember who it was like Dr. Nefarious maybe who cares yeah who cares some giant robot but it was a ton of fun and like I'm really looking forward to see what they do next with Ratchet and Clank yeah, game... I'm hoping that they're going to remaster the rest of them is Ratchet and Clank difficult no no it's just fun does it have all it is. does it have difficulty levels? Like, can you make it harder if you want to? To be honest with you, I don't even know. I don't know either, Dan. Like, I I tend to curious. not even look, and I just play it on whatever the default difficulty is. Yeah, that's Dan. usually what I do to start, especially. 
But I really liked uh, doing the Groovatron, Eric, and then firing that uh, atom particulator weapon or whatever, where it sent out the pulse and, like, it started damaging everybody in the area. On top of shooting the one weapon that launches a bunch of tiny balls around. Yep. So everyone's, everyone's grooving and taking damage over time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so good. And I love the pixel gun, too. Yep, the pixelator was awesome. Just turning, like, giant enemies into tiny little pixels. Like, yeah. so cool. I used to like shooting, like, little... For some reason, they're sheep, right? Yep. I used to like turning those into pixels a lot. Yeah. For some reason. Um, but, yeah, the, the guns were, were my favorite part of the game, just seeing what all the different guns did and making big old stupid octopuses dance around. It was hilarious. <laughs> I forgot about the giant octopus things. Oh, yeah collecting all the brains on that one planet yep um, it's just a fun goofy game like and I, I just i don't know it's the most fun i've had playing a game in quite a while mm-hmm. yeah that's you're not I, really worried about the story you're not you know it's not not crazy gameplay it's just you turn it on and it's just fun yeah and you're just destroying everything and like it's so rewarding when you take out an entire room and all the bolts are laying around and like you collect like <laughs> four thousand bolts yeah um, yeah, it's like just upgrading your favorite weapons. There's just so much to it that is awesome, and like, I really cannot wait to see what they do with Ratchet and Clank uh, in the future. And as Eric said, hopefully that they remaster the uh, the other I don't know two three games. I don't know how many there are. This is the first one I've ever played. Sam, so I think I think there might be three main entries, and then like probably some PSP, okay, Vita ones. The thing I remember the most about Ratchet and Clank was the commercials they had for, I think, the PS3 one. Do you guys remember mm. those? It was people that were using the Ratchet and Clank guns in real life. Like, one was <laughs> like a gravity gun, and they shot it at a trailer, and it brought the trailer, like, tumbling towards them. Something like oh, that. Yeah. It was really, really, really neat. Yeah, it was when they first started doing, like, live action type type of stuff. It was really cool. But that's what I remember. I've never played a Ratchet and Clank game, but that's what I remember most about. Oh man, Dan! Hope, I hope you get a chance to play this one because I, honestly, it's it's like I said, the most fun I've had playing a video game. Just like pure fun, mm-hmm. no frustrations. Because I, I could argue Rocket League is the most fun I've had, but there's also frustrations in there. Yes, there is. I wasn't frustrated at all playing Ratchet and Clank. Like it's an easy playthrough, mm-hmm. just so much fun, and it was just perfect timing when I played it. That's, that's what I was looking for. Nice. Yeah. It's one of those things where, like, it's got a little bit of humor to it, too, on top of, like, the planets that you visit, the different ones, and just, like, how different the environments are and how, like, just beautiful the graphics are. Because this is one of the better-looking games that I've played, too. Oh, it's so good-looking. It's just, just like, like a I... Pixar yeah. film. Um, so, yeah, Ratchet & Clank, awesome game, and I had a ton of fun with it. And I beat it in probably three or four sittings, and I wait, like I want to go and play more of it. Uh, that's what I did too, Will. Which is the best way to play it, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, it just the, the time just flies when you're playing it. You know? Exactly. I played it for like four hours in a day, and it felt like maybe like 20 minutes. Because it just never feels like a chore, ever. Exactly. So. Is it one of those games where you kind of feel overpowered, but overpowered in a good way? Like you can just uh, enforce like, your will? Um, not like in a Saints Row kind of way. Right. Where you have these crazy powers, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say you ever feel like you're in danger, really. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's more about experimenting with different weapons and like using them in tandem. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. 
Nice. But yeah, I mean, I guess you're a touch overpowered, but nothing crazy, I guess. Sometimes that's fun, you know, just being crazy overpowered as compared to everything else. Then you can yep. you can experiment. I would, I would say, like, with the smaller enemies in the world, you're probably way overpowered because uh-huh. you just kind of blow through them. Right. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you get to the bigger enemies and the bosses, um, there is a little bit of a challenge there sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, when they, like, uh, have like multiple ships dropping enemies and attacking you at once with turrets yeah. like that can get challenging but like i said i just toss the groovatron in and then oh, the yeah. atom particulator thing which zapped them from energy and then i launched the bouncing ball like that multiplied by like eight just cleaned house nice. um but yeah so ratchet and clank was awesome i started nba 2k16 because it's oh, free you did. the story mode oh god how bad is it it's pretty bad it's just like I'm being interviewed and they're talking about like my friend from like the hood when you grew up like causing issues with your career and you're like I just want to like play basketball I don't want this story about my childhood friend. Yeah, well, he just wants to hoop. Yeah, I just want to go beat the Cavs. I don't want to ha- interview about my friend who just got shot and killed. You have to exercise that part of your life. Exercise the demons. I mean, I I, I guess. Come on, Will. This was this that was directed by a triple A Hollywood director. And you're saying it's not very good. Spike Lee joint. Spike Lee should not there should not be a story in my sports games. Agreed. I, I just kinda wanna play my be a pro or whatever it's called in the NBA game and just play and basketball. I don't mind the interviews too. Like I liked when it, they just had like interviews, like where they're talking about the game and the contract negotiations and stuff like that. But I don't want to talk about like my friend who just died. Like, in do you the choose game. what you say in these interviews? Yeah. Does it affect anything? Uh, just what people think of you. Does that affect anything? Jersey Probably sales? Not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what that. Who affects. did you get drafted by, Will? I got drafted by the Pelicans. <laughs> Oh, the Pelican, the worst sports name ever. Yeah, where, um, the, where are they from? New Orleans, right? Yeah. That doesn't oh, even flow. That. New Orleans Pelicans. Oh, terrible. The it's Hornets were a way better team name. Yeah. How'd they get that name? There's I think, probably, I think it was an old NBA team name. There's probably Pelicans in the, in the uh, Gulf, Gulf of Mexico. Well, how's the game, though? Other I mean, than the, the shitty story. The game's actually a lot of fun. Like basketball They always games, get well-reviewed. Yeah, basketball games are always, like, really solid with gameplay, and, and they're a ton of fun to play. Like, Well, let's not say basketball games in general, because NBA Live is supposed to be pretty bad. NBA 2K games okay. are always really awesome and a ton of fun to play. Even, like, when you're doing your Be a Pro character, uh, it just translates so well to playing basketball, because, like, playing one guy, like, doesn't really get boring, in my opinion. Yeah. Um... And, like, it's another one of those games that's fun to play against your friends and stuff like that. I have an answer to my Pelicans question, if anybody cares. I do. I do. It was inspired by Louisiana State Bird, the Brown Pelican. And also, that name was previously used by a minor league baseball team that played in New Orleans from 1901 to 1957. Nice. Wow. There you go. So the Pelicans, the State Bird of Louisiana... There was a former minor league hockey team called the Macon Whoopie. <laughs> Were they from from Macon? Macon, uh, Macon, Georgia. Georgia. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. That's a team that's self-aware. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
But yeah, there's not a lot to talk about with NBA. I just find the story like, out, I don't know, weird. I installed it. I just haven't played it yet. I mean, it's the first like sixty dollar game that they put on for free. Yeah, I thought this was a pretty good month for the free games on uh, both consoles, actually. And I think the only reason they did it was because of the NBA Finals. And just, like, why not? Maybe. Um, I always like basketball games. Yeah. I haven't played really, a recent one, but I, I always enjoyed them, like, back in the day. It's really one of the only times I enjoy basketball. Well, yeah. Well, I like college basketball. Yeah, college basketball is pretty good, and I watched a little bit of the NBA Finals just because I don't like Cleveland at all. I turned the Game 7 on for 10 minutes until I fell asleep. I actually watched a lot of Game 7, actually. Was the Cavs upset a big deal? Yeah, because yeah. they were down 3-1 in the series, and oh, nice. uh, Game 7 was at Golden State. Wow. And Nick Golden State set the record for most wins in a season, right? Yeah. Best record ever. So it was a big deal. Yeah. Good for them. It was Everybody like, got a free taco out of the deal. It was kind of like the undefeated Patriots losing to the Giants well, in the. It kind of it kind of ruins your legacy a little bit. The only difference there, Dan, is that Cleveland is notorious for being a shitty sports city. <laughs> that's yeah. very true. I mean, they're that's... the only city I have ever said that was up there with Buffalo as a sports city, and now Buffalo stands alone as shittiest sports town. <laughs> There's uh, two things with that. It's funny because the Lake Erie Monsters, who are the AHL team, uh, play like in the Cleveland area. They just won the Calder Cup. Oh wow! So like they won a championship, and then like Cleveland won one. Which Cleveland Cavaliers winning the NBA like championship is a way bigger deal, obviously. Yeah, the Browns. Um, Browns will never win anything. Fuck no. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, I'll kill myself if the Browns win the Super Bowl before the Bills do. <laughs> Yeah, because the Browns even moved for a few years. Like they weren't even a team for a while. And then they came back as an. Uh, I'd say the Bills franchise. are closer. Closer I to winning. Er- yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Eric, I believe you said that the only sports team that you feel worse for uh, is Cleveland. The Browns specifically, yeah, but yeah, Cleveland. the city of Cleveland was the only one that I felt like could actually have an, uh, a gripe is to claim their their city as the most starved city for a sports championship uh, over Buffalo, but that is no longer the case. Nope, now it's just Buffalo. Mm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's NBA 2K16. Next. Did you play Doom? I didn't play any more Doom yet. Damn it. I played the first, uh, uh, the first level. Oh, you the, did? The demo, yeah. yeah. What'd you think, Dan? It was good. Um, it was fast. Fun. It was fun. Yeah, uh, violent. I enjoyed it. That's what, I'm, that's what I need. That's that's my next game. It's yeah. It's uh, there's there was actually more to it than I thought. Like uh, there is some 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 gear stuff oh. and some upgrading yeah. that you do to your your guy, which surprised me. Uh, but you know, I like that sort of stuff. So, but it's very it's very well crafted. It's a very very smooth play. Uh, which is nice. Cool. It's no no jank or anything like that. Um, very very polished experience. From I think the first like I played the first level the the um, the demo. It's like half an hour worth. So I didn't experience a huge amount of it, but yeah, it was definitely definitely fun. Cool. That's the next game I'm gonna play after I beat the one I'm currently playing. Mm-hmm. 
Corey, did you ever end up finding the do- the Doom demo? I didn't look after E3. Yeah. I'd given up. Well, as I said, I found it on accident. I had forgotten immediately after they announced that they were going to have it because I wanted to download and play it. Completely forgot. Found it on accident and downloaded it and then forgot I had downloaded it and realized that I had downloaded a few days later and that's when I played it. I was like, oh, I might as well, well just ha- hammer this out real quick. Well, I can do uh, Steam Family Share now. It's gone. I deleted it. I don't know oh. if it's still like in my library or whatever, but you might Family be able to find it. Demo. Yeah, you might be able to find it somewhere on there. What the heck is that? <laughs> I couldn't find it in the store. I'll just play dance. <laughs> I know they extended the uh, the length of it. I didn't see how long, but they did extend the the amount of time. Well, that's good. That was my complaint. Yeah, because it was initially only supposed to be out for like a week, right? Oh, you mean the the availability length? Yeah, I thought you meant meant the length of the demo. No, it's enough to give you a good feel for what the game's going to be about. Okay. I have no idea what was going on in the story, but I don't think the story's important. Yeah, no. it doesn't matter. It's, it's just, just about guy talking. It's just about blowing up demons on Mars. So. Well, is that where you are, Mars? Yeah. That's where it starts. That's where it starts anyway. I don't know where it goes after there. I'll tell you where I it know. goes, Dan. Straight to hell. Yep. H E double hockey sticks. Okay. What else you got, Will? Uh I've been playing a lot of Spyro two, Ripto's Rage. Just working my way slowly through that. I like I never really played this game a lot, but Spyro 2 is pretty awesome. Uh, it does a lot of th- little things better than the first one. You know how when you played the first one, like, after you save the dragons, there's, like, nothing really going on in the world besides enemies? Sure. Uh, what I like about the second one is it has allies out there that kind of have you do uh, mini games that are on the map to gain the orbs. Like, one of them on a map was play a hockey game. I remember wow. that. Which, which was pretty awesome to do. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, you might remember that. I remember that. On the, like, the one planet, or not, the one world with the, the ice surface on it. Yeah. Peaceful hockey. Yeah. Uh, and you, like, would they had you play a game against somebody. Uh, just stuff like that. And, like, as I said, the only gripe that I have with these games is the camera isn't great because it was in 1997, 6, maybe, that the game came out. So, like, that's not great, but overall, the game holds up gameplay-wise. I think it's a ton of fun to still play and something that you can go back to. I'm watching it in the, the stream. Man, video games have come a long way. <laughs> they yeah. really have. I keep hoping those come to Steam. I would buy those in a heartbeat. I loved those games back in the day. Dan, they made me buy a PlayStation 3 so I can play them again. Yeah. You're a nutcase. Just loan that to Dan when you're done. Yeah, I'd easily can. That would work. Because I own all three Spirals, Final Fantasy VI, and Tactics on it, so. Dan, did you ever play Last of Us? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I keep wanting to have one of these weeks after after um, after the episode, I want to have a spoiler discussion about it. Oh, yeah. I want to get, it, get into depth. Love to. Yeah, that was the game that ruined console gaming for Dan. No, it wasn't. It was mostly yeah, this- Destiny. I thought the frames per second at lock on the Last of Us. Were no, it was it was that was the remaster was was uh, unlocked, but it was ran like sixty in the fifties and sixties. Yeah, and I thought after you did that, you couldn't go back to thirty. 
no, I, it was a PC game that did that. Oh. And Destiny, I mean Destiny ran at thirty, and I, I hated the the frame rate. No, the frame rate, the 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 frame rate and stuff in Last of Us was really good. It would dip occasionally, but yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe that'd be because that played so smoothly, and then I played like Destiny shortly after. I would and, bet money on was, that. That was the reasoning. It was like playing a slideshow, a game on a slideshow. <laughs> Dan, the frame that, rate that could queen. be. Yeah. <laughs> and I know every time I just think to myself, how does he see it? Tra- it's the trained eye. I must it, be too stupid. It, to know, it feels it, it feels a little bit too. different too. I mean, I oh, notice it. Dope. It just never bothers me. Oh, it drives me crazy. It only bothers me when it happens in Rocket League. Right. I only get bothered when it drops below thirty. Because that's when I know is it. Yeah. Maybe our our stupid eyes are only capable of seeing thirty frames per second. Maybe. Shut up, Corey. That's a lot of people like when when that first became a controversy. A lot of people are like, oh, the human eye can't see more than thirty frames per second. Yeah, Maybe. that's not true. No, it's not. Wasn't it? Didn't somebody actually prove how fast your eye can see? I don't know. I mean, it's kind of different for everyone, but like you can, t- I can tell when my games drop like five or six frames per second. Like you can really, you can see it. yeah. Especially when you're playing on a computer monitor and your face is like literally a foot from the screen or two feet from the screen, it's a lot easier to tell. When you're sitting like ten or twelve feet back, it's not as easy to see. But. Here you go. The human eye can interpret up to about 150 frames per second, and the human brain can interpret up to a thousand frames per second. There you go. Wow. So I imagine it's some sort of weird scientific combination of the two. Yeah. That I couldn't explain to you right now. Okay. So yeah, you can notice all uh, higher frames. Yeah. Some people are sensitive to it. Some people aren't. And the final one that I played that I want to talk a little bit about is Valkyria Chronicles. I've played maybe three, four hours of that so far. Uh-huh. Nice. Uh, but boy, do I love that game. Yeah, that game's awesome. It's so much fun. Um, I just got to the point where, this is going to be a brief spoiler, but I'm only on Chapter 4, where the two characters, Largo and I think Rosie, don't like you find out they don't really like your main character at all. Um, because it was right after the interview, after you recaptured the bridge yeah. in that town. Um, and I, there's just, like, so much to that game. Like, I didn't realize when I started that you can do, like, skirmishes and stuff like that and grind EXP. Um, and, like, you can go to the recruit office and, like, get different characters, like, whenever you want. I don't know, like, if the names are all the same across every game or if they're, like, generated yeah. by... No, I think they're the same. The are, same. Are you playing the remastered one, Will? Yeah, on PS4. Nice. I sort of decided that I didn't want to sit at a computer to play that game because it's long. It's like 30 hours, right? I don't recall. I don't believe so. I think maybe tw- it's 20 plus, I remember. Yeah, I want to say like 24 for whatever reason. Well, I got it, Will. You got it? Um, but yeah, I am loving that game so far. 30 hours. It's a good one. Yeah. Now, Dan, you said you had problems later in the game, right? Yeah, there's one specific mission that um, if you don't... 
if you don't know, like, a twist is coming in the battle, like, it's impossible to win. You kind of have to set up your 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 strategy and stuff for before before this twist happens, like, partway through the battle yeah. uh, in order to win it. Janky. Is it tanks and stuff? Yeah. Tanks are tough. They are tough. get a little bit lucky. You either have to be lucky or you have to know ahead of time what happens, like, mid-battle that, that changes the changes the the momentum i guess you, sh- you could say i'll say it right now man i love valkyria chronicles a lot more than xcom 2 yeah that's yeah fair. i i honestly, did like I xcom think... 2 but shut up Corey. sorry <laughs> no it's fine gotta get my jabs in <laughs> i was gonna say valkyria chronicles kind of has potential to be up there with series that i love yeah um I kind of think they're really underrated so far, just from what I've played. They're coming out with another one pretty soon. Yeah, I believe like it's called Azure Azure, Revolution. Yeah, Azure Re- Revolution. Well, do, do I, you have a Vita, Will? I do. Get the Vita one. I think I will get two, and I think three, right? There's two more? I think you're right. I'm curious. I've always wanted to play those. I just never had a Vita. Um, yeah, and like it, depending on how much I love this one, it's one of these things that I... I just want to keep playing because the combat system for like a jrpg is surprisingly really really fun yeah it's really fun really strategic too yep um because like i was using a sniper and you know the shock troopers and how like they can really mess you up if you don't yeah i'm right so like i just kind of have my sniper hang back and pick off the shock troopers from afar because like one headshot will kill them yeah uh, so, like, I've been doing that, and then I've been sending my scouts, like, Alicia around, and I forgot the names of the other ones. My shock troopers just kind of charge in there to take out the other scouts and stuff like that. Did you run into any jank? I seem to remember a little bit of jank here and there with movement. Uh, yeah. The battle that I just did, uh, an enemy scout kept jumping back and forth over a sandbag repeatedly, yeah. like an idiot. Yeah, um, weird stuff happens. Then I just blew him up with the tank. Oh boy. Because the tank, like, killing with a tank is so entertaining. I also have a feeling Welkin and Alicia love each other. Ooh! Already. Yeah! Uh, <laughs> love dovey! Considering <laughs> it's the two of them on the cover and whatnot. Uh, yeah, great game. The pencil-drawn art style is fantastic. Mm-hmm. The setup for that, the, like, alternate universe... World War Two, yeah, kind of thing. It's it's great. It's one of those games, you yeah. know. Yeah, because it's Europa, which is Europe, versus the Empire or whatever, which is like Germany and yeah, Japan. And you're like Poland. You're small like, neutral nation, right? Switzerland. Yeah, like Switzerland. And you're just kind of like, well, yeah, because everybody in that troop is from that. Well, at least you and Alicia are from that that like small yeah. country, right? Yeah, you are kind of like Poland. You get invaded, and you just get dragged into the war because of that, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's sort of what I equated it to, at least like when I started it. Um, but, yeah, I'm loving this game. I'm kind of mad that it took me so long to play it, considering I've had it on PC for like two years at this point. Uh, but that's really kind of all I've played. I've just been playing a lot of NHL. Oh boy. Yeah. Chell. Chell. <laughs> that's what we call it now is Chell. Yeah, that's the that's the phrase. Yep. That's what they call it on the Steve Dangle podcast. So ever since then, I started calling Chell. it Chell. Really? 
my uh, my girlfriend's boyfriend uses that phrase. So, huh. you Your know, girlfriend's boyfriend, my girlfriend's brother. I was gonna say you call hey, you. That? I was gonna say because we know that you use that phrase, and you would technically be that. Chell, Chell and duty. Chell. I say Chell more sarcastically, like Chell, brah. Like I like did. That. I did get this same person into Rocket League, though. So he calls it soccer cars, which is what I call it. Uh-huh. That's what all right. Is? Yeah, soccer cars. Rocket League. Okay. Although I still maintain there's a fair amount of hockey in there too. I'd prefer you called it hawker cars. Hawker cars. Hawker cars. I love that. Yeah, because of the contact and the boards and stuff, the walls. Yeah. Yep. Corner digs. Yep. That sounds all right. Yeah. Okay. That's it for me, Dan. All right, Corey. Let's see what you got. I don't have much. Uh, pretty much all I've been playing the last three weeks are The Witcher 3 and Rocket League. I guess we could talk The Witcher 3. Yeah, because yeah, I played a ton of The Witcher 3. A ton. Um, I, I <laughs> It's still good, but I don't know if I've just been overplaying it. Because I played it Saturday. I had the whole day to myself. The girlfriend and the dog were out of town. so Or Sunday. Uh, the whole day I had. And I played most of the day, probably from like... 10 a.m. to about 7 p.m. Oh, yeah, man. Just a good, solid chunk of The Witcher 3. It sounds awesome. Uh, yeah, and I'm level 20 now. Uh, I finally found Dandelion. After Sorry. that, I think. Yeah, and now I'm on my Was way that to, brutal? to Skellige. It, that didn't bother me so much. It's just, like... The back and forth trying to find him was alright, because in the meantime, I was building a relationship with Triss, which was kind of fun. You know, a little flirty, flirty, Twitter-pated stuff, you know, kissy-kissy stuff. Yeah. So that made it all right. But I see what you mean, Eric, and I started to get annoyed with all the running around. Yeah. And a a lot of times I felt like the only reason quests made you go from point A to point B was to extend the length of the quest. Well, yeah, that's that's what it felt like to me, and there was just no need for it. And, like, uh, coming off of the best quest of all time that I've ever played with the bloody Baron and all that. And the the crones, like it was just such a drop off from that. Yeah. I I don't disagree with you. Um, I think you're right so far, but I haven't done the Skellige stuff. So maybe it picks up again there, but the Novigrad stuff was just, it was kind of a slog. I'm going to get back to it. I absolutely, that's, that's a little plan set up. I'm going to finish uncharted, then, then doom. And then I'm going to go back to the Witcher. Yeah. And I'm not sure what the best way to play it is. Like, mainlining the the story stuff uh, is kind of what I want to do, but I feel like I'll be missing out on a lot. I was just going to say that. Because so, when, when I played it before, like, I played up until the end of Novigrad, like, doing everything like I like to do in a game. But I, it turns out I didn't do everything. I actually missed a lot of the, the side missions and even, like, the Witcher contracts. Uh, yeah. And I'm in Skellige now. That's that's where that's where I am in the in the story. Um, and I feel like I missed most of Ske- the Skellige stuff. So a lot of that's going to all be new to me. Um, and a lot of the stuff I've already done is is new uh, and pretty cool. Uh, Skellige is yeah. a neat place. It is. I actually have been there for an uh, earlier quest okay. that I followed through on. So I've been to Skellige. Uh, I swam there. It was a long swim. Uh, really. 
from one of the islands. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, that's how I got there. Nice. I'm pretty sure. Or I got on a boat, maybe. Yeah, I got on a boat because then when I was out in the middle of the... Yeah, I got... uh, I was out in the middle of my little Wind Waker sailboat, and I got attacked by three uh, griffins, the flying things. Yeah, and then you had to swim the rest of the way when the boat sank. Well, the boat didn't sink. Oh. But because the controls are so clunky, uh, trying to fight three griffins just with one little boat to stand on to do all my stuff made it extremely frustrating. Yeah. Uh, Because I kept falling in the water, and you can't do jack in the water. You can shoot your crossbow. But Uh, only when you're underwater. Yeah, I don't know if you can shoot from the water up into the air. No, I'm pretty sure you can't. I think you have to be on the boat for that. Fortunately, I leveled up my Axie skill quite a bit, which is the the mind control one. So I was able to mind control one of them, and uh, I eventually got through it. But I'm also over-leveled because I'm doing a lot of the quests, so very few things are difficult. But I don't, like I said, I don't want to leave behind some of those earlier quests because I don't want to miss out on them. There's a new setting, you actually, you can have the enemy scale to you. Oh, really? They just added that in a recent patch. Oh, my gosh, I would be doing that all along. Yeah. Make it a lot more fun. It's not fun when there's no challenge. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I kind of like, I especially I like, prefer it. <laughs> especially like the really? like, when you're coming across yeah. like a handful of drowners on the coast. It makes, oh, com- yeah. it makes like, combat. I just, I just like, like to cut through all those. It makes combat like trivial, like just jam the X button. Yeah, but everybody's Corey, dead. do you remember how shitty the combat is in that game? I think it's pretty good. Do you really? When it's difficult, yeah. Ugh. When you're actually timing parries and using uh combination of your signs and using having to use your alchemy all like all your potions and stuff like that's a whole system in the game that i feel like i'm missing out on uh because everything's too easy yeah try the enemy scale i wasn't really interested in all that i i was more interested in the the story that was going on until i got to the dandelion part i think they have a setting for the game that you can just have the like most of the game just be story stuff feel like that's an option at the very beginning for difficulty like so you just i don't know maybe they cut down on the amount of enemies you you fight because i you know i i restarted when i when i started playing again a couple weeks ago and i'm pretty sure that was one of the options Mm. i just hope there's a payoff for all these side quests that i'm doing is there you can just answer that yeah i mean what like not everything has has a payoff you know some some stuff's just like just random things that happen but like some of them uh you know you'll you'll kill a monster or not kill a monster and the effects of that will show up like later on in the game Mm. i'm just thinking uh there's actually a quest a side quest that i failed somehow i don't know how and it had to do with the three gang bosses yeah like somehow i didn't settle that bit and it failed for me i don't know why um but i don't know like helping dijkstra with his I assume what's the conclusion of his quest line? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Having to do, I don't want to spoil it too much, but having to do with Radovid. Yeah. Uh, I did that, and then it just ended, and I don't, there was but no payoff. You, you have that. to you have to add, go advance further in the story to continue okay. that storyline. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. I mean, I think I saw the Bloody Barons. I'm pretty sure I saw the Bloody Baron stuff all the way through. Yeah. Uh, for reasons I won't share, but... Um, I just hope there's a payoff for doing all that stuff later on in the game. Maybe there isn't, but sure. it would be nice for them to tie all those ends together because... Yeah, and like I said, some of them do, some of them don't. Mm-hmm. Like in real life, you know? Yeah. Some stuff comes back to bite you, some stuff it just... 
never hear about again. But every now and again, uh, even though I'm, I, I've sort of been having issues with the the fetch stuff going on in the quests, like there's some really great moments, like when you walk into the Rosemary in Time for the first time and Priscilla is performing. Yeah. I watched that whole thing all the way through, and it just pans around to all the people in the room doing different things. Yep. That was a good moment. Yeah. Yeah, all the Skellige stuff is really cool, and that that's a really interesting landscape. It's really rugged and harsh. It's it's Skyrim, basically. Yeah. Um, you know that that type of of landscape, um, and the the Skelligas, the pe- the people there are really interesting with their with their crazy customs and stuff. It's there's some awesome quest lines in there. But like yeah, I said, a I, lot of that I skipped over when I when I played through before. I kind of I kind of got to the point where I wanted to finish it so I could give my my ultimate thoughts on the ending, uh, rather than playing through most of the game, if not all of the game, beforehand. So yeah, I hurried through, unfortunately. Yeah, that's the thing. I kind of there's nothing else really I want to be playing right now, so I'm just kind of taking my time with it and, yep. and doing whatever. But uh, there's, I mean. One of the issues I had early on with the Velen stuff is I felt like all that stuff was uh, scattered, like uh, as a place, uh, the Velen area. Everything seemed so similar because it was so sprawling, and there was just little town that looked the same as another little town that looked the same as another little town. Uh, very little difference there. But then, like Novigrad's the complete opposite; yeah. it's one big city, and that all feels the same, like running around in the city up until you get to like Temple Island, which I've only been to once. Um. So I don't know. But the Skellige, the one time I had been there, it felt kind of had like that Skyrim uh, feel of each place having a unique personality to it. You know, like the architecture and in the different Skyrim cities is all distinct in between each city. It's not it doesn't feel the same. Well, that's the case a little bit. But a lot of that is because the you know, a lot of the cities are just run by different clans. Yeah. On the the Skellige Islands. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to it, uh, getting over there. I'm level 20-something now. Yeah, I think I just hit 24 today. I uh, turned Hattori into a fully-fledged master blacksmith yep. or swordsmith or whatever, and then he gave me a sword, which wasn't better than the one I had. Yeah. So. I, always make, Excuse me. <laughs> I always make sure I have the best equipment. I've been... Well, I immediately gave it back to him to break down. <laughs> oh, nice. Geralt's like, parts. Oh. This is a fantastic blade. And then after that dialogue, I just gave it right back to him to break down into parts. Thanks. Thanks, Hattori. The Witcher school gear stuff, I like doing those yeah. quests. Because they I feel like they take you to the most interesting places. Yep. All like over the, the place. Ruined forts and Oh, the one other thing other standout moment was the masquerade. Yeah. Ball with Triss. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was cool. I'd like to see the different ways that could play out. Did you do the the quest with the um it's it starts in Novigrad with the concerned citizens pamphlets? Mm, do doesn't one? ring a bell. Okay. That's a really interesting one too. Yeah. There's a lot of okay. them. Okay. Yeah, that's all I have to say on The Witcher 3. I still like it. Yeah. Just kind of part of it might be I've just been playing too much of it, you know. I get Witcher fatigue. Uh, I don't know what that's like. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm at 127 hours played on The Witcher three. Wow. Fifty. That's a good chunk. Fifty just on this playthrough. 
so far. Yeah. I'm looking forward to doing Blood and Wine. I might buy you Blood and Wine, Will. Thumbs up. All right. <laughs> um, I don't know if you want me to talk about Rocket League. Eric, we all played well, Rocket League this weekend, didn't we? Yeah. The three of us. The three of us. No William. No. no, I didn't want to play. Yeah, no kidding. Will was nowhere to be found. We had our theories about where he was. He was big leaguing us. What are the theories? We assumed you were out slaying Poon. At least yeah, that's what we were hoping. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. But anyway, Rocket League was... Uh, I always have a good time, even if we suck. It's still yeah. fun. We sucked at first. We yeah. did. Dan, you... you picked up the offensive game quite a bit i once i get the hang of the timing and stuff especially with like air balls and stuff i i I can be somewhat effective i'm still terrible on defense do not ask me to play you're you're contributing on the offense yeah i can do that part of it but like i said it takes me like five or six games to get the hang of the timing down again but that's good because i'm i'm better at defense than i am offense so it works it works itself out when we play yeah, we ended up playing relatively well. Uh, I don't yeah. know if we ended up having a winning record or not, but that's because we started, what was it, 0-6? Probably close. 0-6, yeah, close. Yeah. 0-7. <laughs> Played for, shit. It was over two hours. hours. Yeah. I'll do it again this weekend. Uh, next weekend I can do. Saturday oh. or Friday. Uh, next weekend, Friday I can do. I can do Friday. I can't do Saturday or Sunday because I will be... At home. In the I, village. I'm good most nights. So. Going back to the valley? Going back to the valley. Fourth of July, Brad. Oh, that's right. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm going to miss that. You want me to periscope you in? When is that? Monday. Monday. That's next, that's next weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can, good at week and a half. Eric, so. Shit. Christy was off. I was going to say maybe we'd just drive up because I'm Ooh. off Saturday, Sunday, Monday. She's working Saturday. Oh. Seven to seven. I'll be there Sunday. Sunday through Tuesday. It's a long drive for a day. Yeah. With the it, puppy, too. Yeah. Ah, damn it. It is. And especially, you don't want to be traveling back on the 4th of July. No, and I would be. That would suck. Next year. Next year. Next year, you take Tuesday off, the Tuesday or the day after off. Yep. Yep. And then you can get good and lubed up. <laughs> but back to Rocket League. They the new season just started. Summer. Summer season. Summer's 2016. Um, my I haven't played. I've been playing all the playlists: solo, duel, the two three v three. Yeah. Uh, playlists and not all of them I'm ranked on, but my rank is very low compared to what it was at the end of last season. I don't know if that's normal or what, but I'm like prospect two in most of them. Nice. Yeah, and well I'm done. not I'm not doing well either. I Trying don't know. to play tonight a little bit, are you? Or? It depends on when we probably, especially if I have a beer or two. Although I'd probably uh, probably arrange that. I don't recommend playing with me after a beer or two. Corey, I don't give a shit if we win. All right. It's just fun, but, fun uh, to play. They added... It's just, it's just fun to play. Yeah. They added a little post-game victory screen, and they give you, like, nicknames based on what you did in the game. 
so there was this one we played today where I just played defense the whole time because the two guys I was playing with seemed to have the offense covered because we scored three quick goals. And I'm like, I'll just sit back. And within like the first two minutes, the other team quit. And my uh, my tag after the game for our victory screen was bench warmer because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have it. I had like 20 points or something like that because my teammates did did everything. And no, uh, no saves or anything, so... Yeah, but it's like tactician and like striker and stuff like oh, that, wow. depending on what you do in the in the the match. It's a nice Kinda touch. Cool, yeah, yeah, something to freshen it up, man. Yeah, they just keep doing. And right before we started, I uh, started this podcast. I was playing duels and I got matched up with this guy. And I had started late because I was like eating my pasta for dinner, and uh, the match started. And I wasn't paying attention. And my teammate, I picked up the controller. My teammate had set me up for a nice goal, and I whiffed on it. And I was like, oh, sorry. And right away, he gives me the three dots, you know. Oh, cool. Which is like, all right, yeah, okay. And then I did it again, and uh, I missed a, a juicy one again for the second time. And he's like, wow, really? Or something like that. And I was like, I don't know, man. I fucked up. I'm sorry. And he's like, I forget what he said. But then I'm like, you've never fucked up? And he's like, never that bad. Oh, oh, yeah, geez. I'm sure of it. Yeah, so then we managed to score two goals. Uh, and then he's like, in the meantime, he's like asking me these questions. Like, what was your rank last year? Uh, and he's like, you're you're an embarrassment or something. Just like mean shit. And the other team was giving this guy shit. They're like, dude, stop being toxic. And uh, I scored a buzzer beater to to win the game. <laughs> he's like, finally, you uh, finally you you hit one of my passes. Oh my god! Yeah, what? what's this guy's Douche. name? I can't remember. I, I could probably pull it up. But the other team's like, dude, get over yourself. He just won you the game. <laughs> and I was like, thanks, guys. And I'm like, you are the reason this game can be no fun. I don't like you. And then he didn't say anything. Just that was the end of it. But I don't know. Sorry, you had to experience that. I don't. Under- I don't understand why you have to take it so goddamn seriously all the time. Like, just exactly. have some fun. Exactly. Like, if you're playing for money, that's one thing, but you're just playing, you know, uh, matchmaking Rocket League, like, yeah. Something tells me up. that genius probably doesn't have too much money to bet with, Dan. <laughs> you're driving cars around trying to hit an oversized soccer ball into a goal. Like, how do you take it that seriously? It, it I don't know. It doesn't, like, what annoys me is that they think I'm annoyed, yeah. Yeah, he I, thinks he's getting one over on you. Yeah, so I always try and say the most innocent thing to yeah. make to make them feel bad and make it sound like I don't really care what their opinion of me is. I don't know. It's hard to do. Cuz really I just want to rip my monitor off the computer and throw it on the ground and yeah. curse. I yeah. usually just agree with everything back. they say. Yeah. So that's the best tactic. Or I say things like, sorry I ruined your day. Try to have a good one. <laughs> you know, yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. But I'll whatever. Never, I'll never understand that mentality. I never have and I never will. No. It's stupid. But anyway. That's it. That's seriously all I've been playing the last three weeks. Okay. Rocket League and The Witcher. Did you want to talk about Hearts of Iron 4, Corey? Oh, yeah, I did play that. I haven't played that in a while, but yeah, definitely. I haven't played it in a little while either. Uh, so, I mean, go ahead. Let, let's. I know you wanted to wanted to talk about it last week, but we didn't get the opportunity. So, I think I so I made a mistake by choosing Japan for my first full playthrough. 
Uh, and immediately I was like, I'm not going to do what happened in history. So I started focusing on an Air Force rather than a Navy. Uh, and I thought I would just do bombing raids all over, everywhere, and just wreck everybody. So that was my plan from the get-go. So I started researching all that. And uh, I also started using my, what are they, political points? Uh, that yeah, one currency yeah. that's political currency. Yeah, that's some, some sort. Something like that. Close but enough. I started contributing that to creating a coup in the United States, a fascist, letting like helping the fascists take over in the United States right at the get go. Yeah. About by the before the war started, I think I had them fully converted to fascist. So they never actually joined the Allies. Uh, but I also never got to the point where I could form an alliance with them because the way the game is set up is. You have to... I forget all the phrases of stuff. There's a tech tree, and then there's like a... It's not like a... What's the word, Dan? Not a civics tree, but like a... I don't remember uh, what the names were. But yeah, you yeah. use you spend those political points to, to advance like your society and to give, right. it, to give it direction. And uh, one and of the things that from your does tree. is that guides... Though that tree guides you down the path of what actually happened in World War II. So you're kind of hitting those notes along the way by doing certain things. You don't have to. Uh, But sometimes you need to like I couldn't form a faction with fascist United States unless I declared war on China, which I didn't want to do. I had a good relationship with China uh, and I didn't have that. I didn't have a lot of infantry on that border, but I ended up doing it anyway because I really wanted to start the fascist Japanese American faction just because I thought it was fun. Um, So I ended up declaring war on China and they easily invaded my uh, eastern Asian provinces Uh, and at that point they had taken over enough that I really didn't stand a chance so I just kind of quit and part of the reason is I never got the combat down very well Uh, I was able to build forces I had a hard time shuttling troops I had a ton of shuttles but it never seemed to be enough and I leveled up my boatyards or shipyards or whatever all the way Mm -hmm. but even so I could only transfer like a handful of units at a time yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what the deal was there. A lot of I was, a I lot was pumping that... them out in Japan, trying to move them to that Eastern Asian provinces. But yeah, a lot of that is not well explained too. Like it takes some tinkering with, um, because even in my like I I've probably played for thirty hours maybe, um, and you know I still wouldn't consider myself to be well versed in the game and. A lot of it is fighting with that sort of stuff. Like when it, the one of the games I played, I was moving troops into mainland in Italy. For whatever reason, it didn't. It didn't. Wouldn't work. Wouldn't work. I finally got it, but I'm not even sure how exactly I was able to get them to go over there. Yeah, no it's idea. like and like sometimes because what you do is you have to set up a battle plan. Yep, I think it's called. Yeah, you create an army and you set up a battle plan for the army. And like I needed to do a naval invasion. I couldn't just transfer the troops to two main. It had to be like a amphibious invasion, uh, and you needed to have the transport ships, like Corey said. You need to have a battle plan, but you need to like properly assign your your armies to the battle plan, and it's not very well explained. Yeah, kind of confusing. It is. It's it's pretty confusing, and uh, that was the biggest hurdle for me in, in Hearts of Iron Four. I had a pretty good time with all the other stuff. 
Uh, it was nice when, like, the historical things actually happened and the pop-up showed, like, oh, you know, like, the Germans have invaded Poland. And, uh, that stuff was really exciting. And you can, there's a setting you can toggle to decide whether the events play out mostly as they did in World War II or whether you just want things to just happen um, as they would within the confines of the game. So the one I chose for for this one where I was Japan was the, um, you know, kind of have things go down the same path as they they did in in history. So I don't know if I'll play through another one. I didn't... One thing I liked about the way battle works is I had all my borders uh, set up and it would give you an indication of your army strength versus the army you're lined up against uh, on a front, which I thought was really helpful. Yeah. Gave you a good idea. But uh, once it came time to fight, like, I don't know, I just, I didn't see how you could react to an invasion effectively. Um I had a hard time getting my air force to do what I wanted it to do. The whole air, okay, because my 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 first game I started is Ireland, obviously. Um, that that didn't. I mean, I I learned the game playing as them without being like really bothered. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that war was not going well. Like I was gonna eventually get invaded. Uh, so I you know I learned what I needed to out of that, and I kind of stopped like partway through. Uh, the second game I started, well, well, I was China, actually. Uh, immediately got invaded by Japan. They wiped me out. I couldn't I couldn't respond fast enough, so that one was over pretty quickly. But my third one, I, I started playing as uh, as Greece. Uh, and my whole thing, too, for that was was having a powerful air force, uh, having a little bit of a navy, and, uh, and then just a handful of ground troops. Like, I didn't do any tanks or anything like that because of, the, you know, mountainous terrain. It was a little easier for just just troops to move around in there. Um, so my, like my whole battle plan was to have a powerful air force and, and just be able to defend myself when Italy came, came knocking. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it took me a long time cause I, I just started producing planes as fast as I could so I could have a powerful air force. And it is very confusing on how to get them. Like, it's not like in uh sieve where, you know, you have your airplanes, you have them bomb, like, direct units. It's all about, like, air superiority, and you can have them, like, aid your troops, like, which is what I did uh, when I finally got invaded by Italy. I had I had them aid my, aid my ground troops, but there's not really a good way of telling how much it's helping, I yeah. guess. Yeah. I mean, I know it was because I was winning... Uh, I won, you know... They, when I got invaded, like, they had far superior numbers to me, but... Um, I had the the Air Force helping me, so I I and I was able to beat them back. So I know it was helping th- in that way, but like there's no real good way to get a readout on what exactly was happening. And At least that, that was I my saw. that was my biggest takeaway from Hearts of Iron Four too is is it made me appreciate so much more what Firaxis has accomplished with Civilization. Sure. Uh, they, it's it's incredible and on paper I feel like I really like grand strategy but Stellaris and Hearts of Iron 4 two recent entries by the grand strategy uh, champion Paradox yeah. have kind of fell flat for me Sure, and maybe I don't actually like grand strategy <laughs> I don't know you didn't but, like Crusader Kings too much either though. well I didn't give that one a fair shake I really didn't I probably played like an hour of it and yeah, I was like it's not mm. enough 
no, my brain isn't processing any of this. But I, I do, I do want to revisit that one because uh, it sounds like, and you can agree or disagree, that Crusader Kings 2 is far better than both of these games. I think so. I didn't play Stellaris, but I definitely like Crusader Kings 2 much more than Hearts of Iron 4. I haven't played as much Hearts of Iron 4 as I did Crusader Kings, but, uh, I mean, I played well over 200 hours of Crusader Kings, and I, I don't want to keep playing it because I get in that rabbit hole of playing that game, and right. I play nothing else. So that's why I haven't played more of it. Yeah, so do you? You are you going to keep going with Hearts of Iron 4 and try yeah. and get into that rabbit hole, or no? Yeah, I think so. Um, because, I, like I said, I, I kind of have a decent grasp on on after playing my my grease campaign i have a fairly decent grasp on how everything works so yeah like i kind of want to be one of the bigger powers and see how that plays out well maybe i'll let you figure everything out and then you and i can sit down one of these nights and uh you can walk me through yeah the nuance i I don't want to sound like i'm writing this game off as a bad game i'm not i'm just saying for me it's a little impenetrable yeah well one of the things that a lot of people said when i read reviews too were that you know a lot of people were comparing uh because paradox does a lot to improve their games over time so when it first comes out like they have things that they need to work on after listening to the community and what they want uh so like uh crusader kings now is as polished as it's going to be whereas hearts of iron 4 like they they take community feedback to add little improvements here and there so it's not really uh comparing the same thing so fair enough yeah so we'll see i'm sure they'll they will make improvements on it i know uh uh stellaris actually just got a big update that they called damn it i don't know but it it added a bunch of uh like diplomacy improvements that Um, was much needed that was my biggest gripe with that game yeah especially like mid-game uh diplomacy improvements they added perfect yeah that sounds like the fix it was cool, uh, just to finish off here, the fascist regime that took over in America after my political coup, I did a little research on afterwards, and it turns out it's a real guy. And uh, I, the Wikipedia article said he was considered an uh, agra... What's the word? More of an aggravation than anything, and nobody took him seriously. The oh, guy really? who started the fascist party in America. It's called the Silver something, Silver Stars or something. Uh-huh. But nice. he's just more of a, a cult that nobody took seriously. Right. An annoyance, I think, was the way the Wikipedia article phrased him. Nice. So Yeah, and that's one of the good things about these games, too, is they do they do dig into that historical stuff. That'd be a fun uh, job. Really, really pretty deeply. Uh, so yeah, from I'll I'll give a quick rundown on my campaign as Greece. Um, I turned them into a democratic nation, like right off the bat too. So I went from being Greece to the Hellenic Republic, which I thought was kind of cool. That is cool. What what was Greece to start? I uh, I think they were just like despotism, maybe. Okay. Uh, I think they're just like led by one person. Uh, yeah, my whole goal was to protect, my, protect myself from invasion from Italy. Uh, so I built up a good air force. Oh, Germany and the Soviet Union started were at war like almost immediately mm-hmm. in the game. Uh, probably by I started in 1936. Probably by like 19 like mid 1937 they were already fighting. Uh, so then France and the UK joined in uh, in that fight too. Uh, Italy didn't end up lasting too long either. Um, they tried to invade me from Albania, which is north of, north of Greece, northwest. 
which I repelled. I seized all of Albania and did a joint invasion of the mainland Italy with UK, uh, and just swept up the peninsula, um, forcing them to capitulate. And then I went right into southern Germany. See, I had the advantage of uh, because all the other all the other powers had so many units. I had one army of like fifteen fifteen divisions. And I oh. kept them together, so it was like you know all these divisions were spread out, and there was like you know three or four divisions here fighting three or four divisions there. But I kept my fifteen division army together, so that that was like the the spearhead almost the blitzkrieg that would, yeah. that would push the lines. Uh, that seemed to work pretty well. So yeah, we forced Germany to capitulate. Uh, then I took my army to uh, China after that to to take over. Japan or you know to fight Japan and 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 liberate China um and then invaded mainland China with the US and did the same thing I did in Italy because of how narrow it is and used my army to kind of break break the stalemates um cool yeah uh but we ended up winning the war so I don't know do I get a beaten game for that sure if we won the yeah. war okay yeah you beat it you won you were victorious yeah uh and the the one of the cool things about this game too is uh after the war like you get a certain amount of victory points based on what you did in the war i actually had pretty good participation despite like not you know i had that one army that i used to fight and then all the rest of my stuff was for defense um so yeah you pick out like territories from the defeated enemies that you want and you kind of like barter with the other enemies or your other uh, allied forces. Uh, so I ended up with like all of Turkey uh, <laughs> and parts of Italy I got to keep, um, and other parts of like the Middle East that I had conquered during the during the war. Oh, wow. To yeah. what end though? Can you keep playing after the game? Yeah, you can keep going after as long war? as you want. Really? Yeah. One How of far the... does the tech tree go? Uh, I mean, it only goes through I think 1950. That's cool though. Um but yeah, like one of the one of the achievements for the game is to conquer the entire world as the United Kingdom, which would take a really long time, I would think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, one of the complaints about the other uh, uh Paradox games is they have a finite time frame. Okay. Uh, Crusader Kings 2 ends in the year like 1450 something or whatever. Europa Universalis also ends at a certain date. Uh but this one you can just keep playing in perpetuity with like 1950s technology. But I'm sure mods will add like more tech after that, you know. Yeah, that's all, so, I like that. That that's the way that game ends. That that sounds fun. Yeah, it was very cool. So if you lose, do you can you uh, continue on too? I don't know. I would unless, I would assume so, unless you're uh, maybe unless your nation gets um, divided up, mm. you don't have anything left. Which there was some of those that just you know got divided up and were gone at that point but fun yeah it was really cool yeah it took me probably 20 hours for that one one campaign wow yeah mine was a good 10 i think yeah i i spent a lot of time on the fastest speed uh because i was doing pacifist stuff and just like i said trying to convert nations to fascism yeah and uh i was also researching heavily the nuclear tech tree as japan i just wanted to drop a nuke that was one thing i so did bad. as ireland is i i didn't have i had no like i couldn't make any more soldiers or anything because i didn't have enough manpower yeah uh so i researched nukes and i i got a nuke and i nuked uh paris yeah german controlled <laughs> paris i nuked that's awesome what I, were the what was the effects uh it, it nothing really that i could tell 
Uh, but my my radar wasn't good enough to be able to tell like what exactly was going. It was German controlled Paris, so that's hilarious. Just launch the nuke and say, "Well, I don't know what it did, but <laughs> yeah, yeah." No one no one could penetrate. Here goes nothing. Like not I said, sure if it hit that war was not going well. So that's fun. Yeah, Dan threw a wrench into it. <laughs> <laughs> the Irish nuke and the the French. <laughs> Some drunk old Irish guy. It's like, oh, what does this button do? We got nukes. But I, th- I think Greece was the perfect uh, nation to start as because they have some, they have a decent amount of like natural resources that you need to, to build things and research things. And um, they have a decent amount of manpower. They're, they're kind of centrally located. So you're like near enough to enemies that you will have some land fighting and some naval fighting. And I think that was the perfect like starting location to, to learn the game. Did the trade stuff bother you at all? Because um, when you're importing, you can import from anybody, even if they're your enemy, right? Yeah. Uh, the only thing is, is it uses your civilian factories. Right. But if I'm at like a bitter war with China, there's no penalty to me importing their goods. Uh, you have to be careful that your your supply lines don't get raided. If uh, they have ships that they can take, they can they can sink your sink your. Uh, freighters and stuff and, and ruin your ruin your supply lines. I'm, I mean, I'm sure there's a very uh, compelling or very worthwhile reason that they do that, like gameplay reason that they do that, but it just seems wrong that yeah. you can import your enemy's resources. Yeah, I mean, if you can get them. I mean, maybe at that point you're just, like, taking them. They're at, they're at the port and you're just taking it, you know? Who knows? Mm. Dressing up as their allies. Yeah. Loading up your ships. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good game. There's, a, I mean, there's a lot if you really dig into it, because like even each territory tile has effects, oh, like yeah. combat effects, like depending on the terrain. Weather, weather's a factor. It's yeah. it's pretty it's pretty deep. There's a lot yep. there, a lot to chew on. Yep, yep, yep. So, but yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed my time with it yeah. thus far. That's Hearts of Iron 4. Uh, the only thing, other thing I've been playing is uh, Overwatch, which are, it's probably been a few days since I last played it. But I, I was telling Eric and uh, and Corey that I started playing the Weekly Brawl, Will, where your character's randomly selected every time you die. Uh, oh, would, <laughs> I actually really like that, uh, only because it made me play as characters I had never played as before, Yeah, uh, which is a lot of fun, unless you get a character that you're absolutely hot garbage with. Um, but who was that for you? Uh, McCree. Oh yeah, McCree's tough. I'm just isn't ter- McCree getting nerfed? McCree yeah, did, did get, get nerfed. nerfed. So did uh, Widowmaker. What happened to McCree? What did they do? Um, what was it? I think with his ultimate, right? They they took away his guns. <laughs> no, they lowered. <laughs> I think they lowered no, just lowered just talks in that deep voice slaps. I think they lowered fa- fan the hammer damage. Because he yeah. was able to take down tanks in one fan the hammer, yeah, and kill them, really? yeah. Huh. Um, one but, shot, he would kill him. I, I just, I didn't like McCree because I, 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 he's slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and I found myself liking more mobile characters a lot better. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I always like get immediately killed as McCree. I just, I'm, I would like to learn how to play him, but I was just terrible. Um, but I ended up playing, uh, the, some of the characters I ended up liking were, uh, Zarya. 
Really? Yeah, I never thought I'd like Zarya, but uh, I, I like her shield. She can shield herself and then send a shield to a teammate. She's I'm actually a f- watching gameplay of her right now. Fairly simple character to 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 play as, but I found that to be pretty effective, especially if you time the shields well. Um, and then uh, Tracer is another one. Tracer's awesome. Tracer is awesome. I actually went on a 10, uh, 10 kill streak. Uh, as I've only played Tracer for like uh, maybe half an hour tops, but uh, yeah, I really like really like Tracer. And it's hard too because like none of these characters you have muscle memory with, so you're yeah. you're, you're think oh, you're overthinking a little bit. You know, none of it's uh, just like reactions like I had with some of the other characters. Yeah. Uh, so I was pretty happy with my my ten kill streak as as Tracer. Yeah, uh, when you get into a pickle with her, just mash the rewind or blink ability until yeah. you get out of it. Yeah, uh, she's awesome. Really awesome. Mm-hmm. I'd like to play some more as, as Tracer. Uh, and then I learned how to play Mercy, too. Not good with Mercy. I still feel helpless, like, when you're getting shot. Uh, yeah. But she does She does some, some good heals. You should give uh, Zenyatta a try, Dan. I think I played Zenyatta once. I don't think I lasted very long. He's not very mobile, but... He can do a lot of awesome stuff. Yeah. Some of the characters I got picked to play as like five or six times, and then uh, ones like Zenyatta I think I played once. Mm-hmm. Reaper I think I played once. It's weird. Yeah. Cause I, played, I really want to play Overwatch now. I probably played Mercy like six or seven times. I played Winston, uh, who I, I like Winston now too, after playing him a little bit. You Winston learn him a little bit? Yeah. So... That's what I've been doing in Overwatch, just to learn all the characters. Because, you know, uh, I played a lot of D.Va. D.Va's the character I played the most as, and got got a fairly good handle on her, and same with Farah and, and Lucio. So. The game definitely, like, once you, like, learn everybody, it's definitely way better that way. Or yeah. learn a lot of different characters, I should say, at least. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Torbjorn is, is the cause of a lot of controversy nowadays. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Because when people on defense, they just play three Torbjorns <laughs> and just set up turrets, and then you just, like... It's almost impossible to break that up. It's really hard. Uh, I guess specifically on console, especially he's uh, he's uh, vilified and hated. Oh, really? Yeah. I wonder if that's the... Re- is, is it the reason because of the turrets? Probably. I would assume so. I didn't read the article. It was I think it was a Paul Tassi article. About the console. I have a date to play on PS4 next weekend with Jared. Nice. When is my invitation? I'll let you know. Probably Saturday, if I had to guess. Next uh, Saturday. Saturday, not this Saturday. Saturday doesn't oh, work. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Actually, actually, no, I might be. What is that? That's July 2nd? 3rd? Yeah. One of those. Uh, I might be able to. So, yeah. that's That's my time with Overwatch. But Great I spent game. most of the past two weeks playing The Witcher. So, would still you... have to play The Witcher. Yeah, it's good. Would you play Eric? Uh, let's see. I played two things other than Rocket League. Uh, I went on a bit of a shopping spree this this week on the uh, PSN sale. Nice. It was a damn good sale on there uh, after E3. <laughs> Probably never played most of the games I bought, but hey, they're there. Uh, hopefully, Will can get some enjoyment out of them. But I did play one of them. Uh, I played some Mortal Kombat. Uh, so I bought Mortal, Co- Mortal Kombat XL for $30. I really you liked bought... Mortal Kombat. Huh? You bought Mortal Kombat. 
Did yes. you tell me that? You didn't respond to any messages for like the last month, so. But yes, oh. I did. Okay. I bought Mortal Kombat. I bought Metal Gear Five. I bought uh, Shadow Mortar Game of the Year Edition, Dragon Age Inquisition. Wow. And something else, I think. And I got it all for eighty-five bucks. Holy crap! That's a great. Yeah. Those are steals. I know. I couldn't pass it up. Um. So anyway, the only one that I touched was um, Mortal Kombat XL. I had bought that for Xbox One when it came out, and I really liked it. But something else was coming out, um, and I traded it in towards that. And I, but I, I always knew that at some point I wanted to buy that again. Um, so I got the XL version with all the downloadable characters because I wanted to use uh, Jason uh, from. Is he? He's from which movies? Um, huh? Is it just called Jason? No. Jason from Aaron Jason. Elm Street? No, Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And Alien and Predator are in there as well. Uh, so I wanted to give those a whirl. And, man, that game is so fucking good. Oh, God, I love that game. Like, the the finishes and, like, I think, I can't remember if they're called X-ray moves or whatever they're called, where the bones are crunching and, like, with Jason, you're just hacking through people with his cleaver and uh, with Leatherface with the chainsaw, just jamming it into people's guts. The sound effects are so good, and the, the graphically, it's fantastic. But I love that game. I'll play it every now and again, just for shits and giggles. I just play it on, like, very easy, just so I can beat up on the uh, the computer and try as many moves as I can. It's satisfying. It is satisfying. Yeah. And I like I like more this Mortal Kombat too. I don't know if the past ones did this, but each, each character has like three different fighting styles with a different move set. So that's kind of cool. Uh, so you can kind of pick which ones you like. Um, so the only other thing that I've been playing is I finally got back to Uncharted Four. Uh, so I probably put another five or six hours into that this week. Um, so I'm I'm on chapter twelve, I believe. Out of 20-ish. So I'm getting there. I probably have another five or six hours to go. I'm hoping to beat that this week mm-hmm. at some point. So, uh, But I'm really liking Uncharted. I mean, they're, those games are so well made and polished and, and the characters are fantastic. The, the worlds are... I'm liking it more than I did when I first started it. Like, it's always been good, but I wasn't, like, blown away by it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm definitely liking it more than I did at the beginning. Um, could just be time when I'm playing it. That's usually the case, but uh, just a very well-made game. And I didn't realize there was pirate stuff in it. I love pirates. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really hoping that there's a good pirate payoff towards the end of it, and that I find some booty. Yar. Hunting for pirate treasure, man. Yeah. It's awesome. Yep. So we'll see what happens, but I'm really digging the pirate story, and... Uh, all the character interactions and the relationships with Nathan and his brother and his wife and his best friend. And this is so good. Naughty dog nails it always. Great so, game, right? I, I just can't wait to see what happens. How far are you again? I uh, like chapter 12. Okay. I'm getting there. Uh, I can't remember where I left off exactly just cause my memory's terrible, but I've got like another five or six hours. Well, 
Gotcha. Yeah. I think I know where you are. Yeah. I just went through a bunch of puzzles with paintings on the walls and yep. stuff like that. But what, great stuff. What are you going to play after that? Doom. Doom, that's right. Doom. We talked about that earlier. Doom. And then probably The Witcher. Mm-hmm. I think will be after after that. Yeah, because we don't have any major releases coming out until No Man's Sky in August, right? I know there's a few indies coming out, but yeah, Inside comes out next week, yep. which yeah. is from the makers of Limbo, which yep. I didn't actually like, but we'll see. I'll probably be tempted to purchase that. Maybe give that a look. I'm gonna get it. Um, but yeah, no. Other than that, there's nothing for a little bit. I was actually, I pulled up a uh, release calendar so I could form my purchase list for the rest of the year to see how poor i'm gonna be <laughs> yeah but i hear you yeah star da- ocean comes out on the 28th I'm star interested. ocean i wouldn't peg yeah. eric for uh star ocean A star ocean yeah <laughs> nor would i all right i mean that's, i would buy is that. That? Is that that's an rpg right JRPG, yeah. yeah i want to like it but i don't monster hunter we- comes out on july 15th we happy few early, early access, access yeah. July 26th. I am Setsuna, July 19th. Ooh, yeah. These are not Eric games, though. No. That's fine. As I just said, I have plenty to play. Till August 9th. What's August 9th? No Man's Sky. Corey? No Man's Sky. Ah, game of the year. Deus Ex. What's, that's August, too, right? 23rd. Okay. Yeah, yeah August... What else? Is there something else in August? Yeah, World of Warcraft Legion. Ooh. No, yeah, it looks like I, I only have really one game in July and August that I that I uh, want to buy. Mm-hmm. Although I see Madden sitting there, and I won't <laughs> have anything else, and I'll probably just be stupid and buy it. You should just go ahead and pre like if you have extra money laying around, just pre you know put it all on a pre order game. Well, the the thing is, is um. My wife started her job this week. Oh, so you have the time um, now. What's that? Time. No. Well, it, not necessarily, because she works three 12-hour days. Right. But the more important part is we decided just as like a treat to ourselves, she we're going to split her first paycheck, so she's just giving me half of her first paycheck. Oh, nice. That's going to fund my fall games. Oh, beautiful. So, that's, yes. That's nice. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. But I also need to budget for the NX. So, right. I wish they would come out and say when that's coming out. You know, it's like March. Here's I would think price. A price would be nice too. Yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to do for No Man's Sky, um, because of the starting and and how different plants are supposed to be. What I would like to do is when when we all start No Man's Sky to maybe maybe record the first fifteen minutes. Uh, or however long you can record on, on No Man's Sky and like put it all into a video and see how different all of our oh, starting sure. locations are. Yeah, I, could, I mean, I'll, definitely. Yeah. I'll stream my first sitting S- with it. Stream it, or you can do the local recording too, right? Yeah, the share. Yeah. Is, do you have a time yeah. frame on that? I think it's 15 minutes. Okay, yeah. I mean, that would probably it be It might enough. be longer on PS4. I know it's... I. I think it's longer on PS4 than it is Xbox, but I'm getting it for PS4 anyway. Okay. Really looking forward to open world Spore, guys. <laughs> are, you, are you getting it, Corey? 
How much is it? 60. 60. <laughs> no. I mean, you can play mine. I don't care. Yeah, that's what I'll do. But I would, I still would like everyone to, like I said, record their first, like, 15 minutes just to compare and contrast everyone's different starting location. i take out a payday loan to buy No Man's Sky. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, Corey. Whatever, Corey. You know what? I'm sick of your fucking pessimism about No Man's Sky. Uh, I probably would buy it if I had money. Yeah. I just, That's more like it. I think that, the only game I bought this year was Stardew Valley. I just played no, it for you 15 bucks. No, you bought something else. You bought Disgaea. You up and bought something recently. Disgaea. Yeah, I did buy Disgaea. Why did I buy Disgaea? Because you wanted to play it. was it. only 10 bucks, but... Yeah. 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 I can't remember sure. what else. You and Dan should get a console and you guys can split like Will and I do. There's no reason to have a console. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree with that. That's for another day. Buy an Xbox core. I got plenty of games to play. <laughs> I keep looking at my backlog, and uh, you know, as it grows larger, and I'm not playing a lot of the games on my backlog, I'm like, Ugh. I keep, I, you know, I talked in our chat about not knowing you had a game, and like kind of having a hankering, and looking at sales, and then realizing, oh, that game's actually in my library. I don't need to. I don't need to buy it. Yep. The problems you have to deal with, Dan. <laughs> First world problems. <laughs> How do you get through the day? Well, I mean, it's it's all the it's the humble bundles. Like yeah. I don't necessarily make a mental note of of all those games that I get as, as humble bundles. You redeem all those codes right away. The one for the games I don't have. Really? Definitely. Oh I yeah. Just let mine sit in my library until I'm ready to play them. No, I like to I like to look in my library and know everything I have. Yeah. Corey, I don't know why you're complaining because Peter buys these games and you just share them with him. I have good friends. Yeah. Uh, Muv Love is another game coming out for PC I've had my eye on for a while. Muv Love. Sweet. What is Muv Love? It's supposed to have a really good story. It's an anime game. Oh, oh, f- oh shit. Muv Love. Sounds, Sounds awesome. Sweet. I think it's like a visual novel, but it's supposed to be good. Interactive story. There you go. I uh, uh, you know what? I think I'm gonna buy a Telltale game. That Batman one looks pretty sweet. I saw see that? I saw some screenshots from it. Oh yeah, that's right. Tight. All right. Nice. Uh, we'll take a quick break, and then yes. we'll do our nibble bits and our weeks, and then feedback. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back, everyone. Episode 257 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. Uh, we are now in our Nibble Bits segment. I usually don't say that. It's kind of weird to come back from a break and do Nibble Bits. But uh, we're going to do Nibble Bits our weeks, and then we'll do feedback, uh, and then call it an episode. And then me and Corey will have our post-episode Game of Thrones talk. Oh, shit. That's right. No Rocket League. Mm. Fetch. I mean, I guess it depends. Nah, it's fine. I gotta get up early anyway. Yeah, I, the thing is, we don't have a t- like. We're probably just gloss over episode eight, and then episode nine was like two scenes or three yeah. scenes. So there's not a ton to talk about. Oh, there is. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, there is, but don't it, sugarcoat it. It's it's not like ten. Tell different... Eric how it's gonna be, Dan. <laughs> it's not ten different storylines that yeah, we have Dan, to cover. You're, you're full of shit right now. Tell the truth. Uh, we'll probably end up talking about it for an hour. I mean. We'll be we'll be honest. At here. least you're being honest. There you go. 
All right, nibble bits. Uh, so I'll go first. No Man's Sky has recently concluded a years-long legal battle with Sky TV over their use of the word Sky in their name. Oh, what a world we live in. Uh, the details of the settlement have not been disclosed, but uh, game developer Hello Games will not have to change the name of their game. Apparently, Sky TV has the word Sky trademarked. How? I don't know. Uh, this is in the UK. Uh, they are the same company that made Microsoft change their SkyDrive to OneDrive. So if Microsoft lost a lawsuit to these people, then Hello Games was going to lose this lawsuit. Uh, they had to settle. I don't know, what the like I said, what the terms were. But how do what? you trademark the word Sky? Sky. Remember the, whole, remember the whole scrolls thing? Scrolls, Saga, there's been a bunch of them. It's ridiculous. But I think uh, in, in most cases, like, those were thrown out. This one stuck. Sky is uh, a trademark of Sky TV. The word Sky. It's absurd. Sometimes I just don't even want to be alive in this world. I just want to live in the woods. Well, we're just protecting our brand. It's not serious. Nobody gives why, a shit about your dumb brand. Why'd you file a lawsuit? Yeah, right. Not serious. Not serious. Is anybody confusing No Man's Sky with Sky Television? Oh, I is thought anybody confusing. I that? thought Sky was the publisher. Right? No, the it's Sky TV is the the company. I thought they were publishing the game. No, it's a no. It has nothing to do. It's with a TV it. company. I know. I'm joking. It's like guys. oh, okay. I was gonna say it's Come it's on. it's like NBC. You gotta deliver it better. Maybe I delivered it too well. <laughs> no, because I knew exactly what you were doing. Thanks, Will. No so it was poor delivery. I was right. Will's got college. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, God. just stuff like that. I have no hope for humanity. There's none. Me either. It's, it's, no. it's depressing at best. Yeah. All right, let's end on that note. Yep. <laughs> anyway, Corey, go ahead. What do you got for news? I don't have hits? anything. Nothing. Okay. There was no news this week. No, there, there wasn't. wasn't. It was mostly like leftover E3 stuff that kind of yeah. got you know, not announced, but like the the media, the the gaming media, like kind of just trickled out a few things that didn't get talked about last Here's week. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna open my gaming news app, press the week, and get the top story right now. Right now, Fallout 4's Contraptions Workshop DLC released. That's not, there's nothing, nothing, nothing there. What about today? Paragon releases Chimera among its hero roster. Yeah. No news <laughs> this, this week. This was what I, I was... didn't tweet this, but I had one thing that I thought was worth mentioning. Uh, still reports that people are confirming that the, the PlayStation Neo will be out this year. Yeah. Even though it wasn't shown, which I'm kind of surprised. Do you think it matters if it's uh, much less powerful than the uh, Xbox Scorpio? No, because the Xbox Scorpio is a year and a half from now. If we're talking yeah. about the Neo, that's if it's coming out this year at the most five months from now. They're not even releasing in the same time frame. Yeah, but I see your point, but. Sony's got to look at it as, okay, 
what's our long-term plan then now that we know that Scorpio's a thing and they announced it and you know it's they're planning on next year yeah it kind of seems like and i think that uh whoever it was from sony pretty much said as much that they're not looking at it as like a new console or a new generation it's just a a a, what's the word a higher end ps4 for people that want that yeah whereas the xbox is kind of looking at it as like a new console right yeah i mean i think it's gonna be interesting it will be I, i i agree and the sony stuff i mean everything we've heard they haven't officially messaged that so We've heard, like like you said, you know, it's it's a slightly, maybe a little bit more powerful PS4 that when they sent out the literature to developers, they insisted on saying that you will be forced to make every game for the PlayStation compatible for the old PlayStation as well. Whereas with Scorpio, it sounds like everything that's currently out will be compatible, but there's nothing holding developers back from creating something that only works on the Scorpio. Yeah, Scorpio exclusive. I think too what's uh what'll be good that, what'll be good for the 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 PS the PS4 Neo is if they can do uh PS4 Neo uh PSVR bundle that doesn't include the extra processing power cuz apparently it doesn't need it cuz I guess the reason why they did this thing was for the PSVR uh and lower the cost of the PSVR for that and and have a like a cheaper bundle I think that would be what a good didn't thing. we talk about this? It would have to be around like what six, seven hundred bucks. Six, seven hundred bucks, yeah, yeah. I would guess seven if you're looking at uh, three hundred bucks for the PSVR and four hundred for the new system. Seven hundred. Yeah, that would probably include a controller and maybe a few a few games already. Camera, right? Does it have to have the? It does have to have the camera, doesn't it? I think. I think yeah, it does. I think it does. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, I want to say I would, I would probably get the Xbox Scorpio. Not positive about the PS4 upgrade, right? Because of the Me personally, because of the, um, like because the PS4 isn't like because it's not a huge upgrade. Is that, what, is that what you're but saying? But I don't know. Yeah, I just... It doesn't feel like it's that big of a jump. Right. And... Yeah, but it's weird because, like, I play my PS4 more. Yeah. You know? But it just feels like the X, the new Xbox would be more worth the money. Right. Get it, yeah. I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. It's they g- haven't announced anything. So. It's going to depend a lot on cost, too, what the, the yeah. Scorpio costs. Because if it's 700 bucks, like... Fuck that. Yeah, that's too much. I don't think it will be, but you, know, you ultimately never know if it's got if it's got enough horsepower to play games natively in 4K. It's a pretty powerful machine, so. But it's also coming out, like I said, a year and a half from now. So. True. What are you doing, Will? Yeah, I'm not showing off his dirt stash. I'm I'm interested to see how this all this stuff plays out. It's 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 fun to watch. That's for sure. And where the NX fits into all this, and if they can get, you know, it finally you know exactly where the NX fits in. <laughs> it's going to be its own thing, like uh, like the Wii and the Wii U, where, yeah. Weren't there some reports from people saying that people are going to be amazed by the NX? I read that somewhere. Uh, uh, coming out of E3 last year, some developers saw it behind closed doors, and that 
I think that's what when that was that phraseology happened. I read it recently too. Oh, okay. From somewhere else. But um Deve- apparently yeah, development know. for games is supposed to be really easy. Like if if you have code for a Xbox One or PS4 game, like they should almost natively work on the yeah. on the NX without anything really. So you know that would why. be a good thing. Why? It's PC. Apparently it's, it's run- on your PC. Apparently it's running on Android. There you go. PC phones. <laughs> whatever. Who knows? I'm stop gaming. It's fucking PCs. How great would it be to be playing Breath of the Wild on your PC? No. So yeah. Fuck that. I'd rather not play it. You can still play it on your NX, Eric. I'd play it on my NX. Yeah. Which is a new Android phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, apparently... It's just an updated Nokia N-Gage. <laughs> that was ahead of its time, Eric. It was ahead of its time. It, that was its problem. Yeah, way ahead of its yeah. time. Um, Where was I going with that? Oh, yeah, but apparently, like, it's... I mean, obviously, it's rumors, but it's supposedly, like, a highly modified version of android like it's not you wouldn't know you were playing your nintendo on android that's just rumors though rumors and speculation rumors and speculation which we don't count on comment they gotta say something soon don't they they'll have a nintendo direct like in the fall to talk about it i bet i'm surprised they haven't revealed anything yeah it's still a secret it, it hasn't even how leaked. is it not leaked Nintendo wow. plays it close to the vest. People must be terrified that they're going to get fired if oh, they say sure. anything. Oh, sure. Well, yeah, Nintendo keeps a tight ship. Okay. Whatever. Anything else? Will? Bad nibble bits. Got Here. some nibble bits? I mean, they're going to be quick. Uh, Blizzard got rid of the avoid this player feature in Overwatch. Uh, I guess one of the better Widowmaker players in the game complained to Blizzard about having long wait times. So they looked into it and saw like hundreds of people had uh, clicked the avoid player really? option with him. Yeah, so they didn't have to play him again because he was too good. And they that's... said that's not what they wanted. They kind of wanted it for like trolls. Toxic. Yeah, that's you shouldn't avoid a player just because they're good. Exactly. Unless they thought he was I cheating. Know. I don't know. I don't hate that. I mean, it's but, not. Of course, I don't. I just want to have the easiest possible time right. when I play games. That's why I don't like Overwatch. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's not fair to a, a good player to have really long wait times because no one wants to play against them. That's true, but really, one, I also once I play him once once ranked comes out, it'll it'll be a lot easier to match. Uh, you know, similar skill level Skills. players. Yeah. When is that coming out? Supposedly the end of this month. month. Yeah. So within okay. the next week Can't or wait. so. Shut up, Corey. Good, then Corey and I can just play quick match. Quick match. Yeah. Feel better ourselves. And my last one is two Overwatch pros quit in shame as Korean teen pretty much destroyed them. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that story. Actions per minute. But a 17-year-old Korean girl uh, destroyed the other team so badly that two pros in Korea said that they're going to quit playing if she wasn't hacking. 
Uh, and they found out and proved that she wasn't hacking, so they quit. It's awesome. <laughs> Which great. is hilarious. It's great. They're scrubs. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad they stood by that. Like, that's the good part of the story. That's what I was going to say. I'm shocked that they stuck with it. And I was watching the video when you guys were talking about Hearts of Iron, and she was destroying them. It was unbelievable. She just, like, didn't die. What What character was she? She was playing Zarya. Oh, okay. So, yeah, because when, when you brought up that you liked her, I was actually watching her gameplay. Yeah, uh, because uh, right before it came out, there was videos from the beta of uh, Korean players playing, and one of them was Widowmaker, um, mm-hmm. and just shooting people like like bang, 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 had like just wiping out people without them even knowing what was going on. I'm like, oh my god, how about I don't come up against that person? Fast enough. No. To, to be that good, I don't. Know. I'm too much of an old fart for one thing. Yeah, you guys are old. Yeah. Yep. Hey, I'm not old yet. I got a few more months. I need. To... Yeah, Corey's not old. I yet. need to be put out to pasture. Huh? I'm 29. You're almost 30. Isn't that weird? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Weird as shit. <laughs> I still thought you were 26 or something. Well, when you hit 30, I'm calling it quits. You guys uh, said that when I graduated. High turning in. We got to start cycling, guys. We got to start making some money so we can be the business managers and we can get some young, some young bucks in here to to run the show. No, keep it fresh. Our show wouldn't appeal to, or at least not in the current state, doesn't necessarily appeal to the young bucks. That's or true. <laughs> That's true. Well, no, we're kind of uh, we're kind of generalist gamers, yeah. you know, jack of all trades, um, master of none. Eric, you should take that back. We had ten people on the chat like a couple minutes ago. <laughs> Comment rescinded. It appealed to at least ten people <laughs> temporarily. Which are us? Which three of them are us? So, Will, <laughs> quit revealing the secret. I saw they're cracking down on viewer bots, though. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I don't like artificially inflated. Oh my god! Like you can always tell too. You go in somebody's game and they have like seven hundred viewers, and there's like three people chatting. Come on, yeah. No, my gaming. And, and Jake says you're you've been uh, cooking up the new host. You got a whole family ready to take over. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm breeding breeding new hosts as we speak. Dan's ensuring his line is uh, <laughs> House Murtha. Carried on House Murtha. Absolutely House Murtha. Um, yeah. I mean, my gaming is is like kind of kind of similar to the way I am personally. Like. I never put in enough time into one thing to get really good at it. I just kind of play a little bit of everything. Just like in real life, I do a little bit yeah. of everything. I was just going to say, story of my life. Yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty good at everything I do. Jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah, but what are you really good at, Not growing a mustache. Well, <laughs> oh, that's different. That's manhood. I'm talking video games. What are you really good at, though? What are you a master of? Overwatch, Valkyria Chronicles, Ratchet and Clank. That's a stretch. Call of Duty. You're good at making your mic nice and windy. <laughs> if you want to buy me a new mic, that's all right. All did, you need is a pop filter. Did you pri- did you price a foam boss? <laughs> well, <laughs> I looked at him and it was it like a, a full-size microphone. Yeah, just do headset mic foam uh, ball. I did, Dan, and the same thing came oh. out. As I said, I know I have something like that floating around down Ooh. here. Corey. Well, you can get a five-pack for $4.59. Corey, send me one. Buy me one. Uh, Gift it to him. This one's $3. Christmas. This one's $2.65. Oh, 
Will, do you have any more nibble bits? No. Okay. How's your week, Will? Good. I did nothing. Really worth mentioning, at least, I should say. Sure. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah. Thanks, guys. All right. Corey, what do you got? <laughs> uh, I saw the Warcraft movie. Oh, that's right. I wanted to talk about it last week, but we didn't get around to it. Yeah. Um, I I think I mentioned that I lowered my expectations to the floor. Mm-hmm. And I was fully prepared to find all the good in the Warcraft movie and come on here and tell you guys what's great about it. Nothing. Eh. Eh. It's one of those movies that I feel like will age well. Um, this is me searching for the good. Cult following? Cult following. Years later. Uh, it's a really good mindless fantasy movie. But not like you, – you're not going to go – like I did, go to the movie theater expecting to see like classic cinema. It's uh, my, like I said, mindless. It's one of those movies you're going to put on when you're really sick and can't do anything else, and just have it on for ambiance. Or it'll be on it'll be on USA in a year, yeah. And like you'll yeah. just be flipping through the channels, like, "Hey, Warcraft movie," and you'll watch it, and I'm, yeah, like, okay. Yep. And people walk in, and they're like, "What are you watching?" Like, I don't know. Yeah. And like, ugh. And you're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's going to be the legacy of the Warcraft movie. That's in a nutshell. It's there was some nice. Uh, homages to the video game fans. I don't know Warcraft that well. I played the strategy games and I play Hearthstone. So I was looking through looking at it through that lens. And there's a part, I think I I don't know if I ta- how much I talked about, but there's a part where all the characters are crossing a bridge and there's like a murloc in the creek <laughs> under the bridge and just looks up and goes <laughs> like makes that sound effect that murlocs make. Uh-huh. And like Hearthstone especially, that's how I know that sound effect. I'm sure they make it in warcraft as well but like that jumped out at me and as the my cousin uh chris who has been on this podcast uh we went to see it together and we both burst out laughing at that part but then there was another part where the camera zoomed way up and was like an overhead shot of forget the name of the area that they're in but it was like panning from little area to little area where there were all these skirmishes going on and like people building things and it was it looked like, like the old Warcraft games. The war, old Warcraft games, which Job's I thought done. was really cool. Yes, going to do that. It was a really nice touch. And uh it's just it's some of the acting is so bad, the writing is bad. Uh it's Duncan Jones who I I saw Moon uh was I think his first movie, if not his first his like first big movie that was all his. Wait, uh, which was really good. Is that the one with um Sam Rockwell? Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. It was good. Yeah. This is nothing like that. I couldn't find anything in Warcraft that showed the sign of Duncan Jones's craft. Um, it's just a epic, dumb fantasy movie. That's about the nicest thing I can say about it. Huh. Nice. I couldn't keep track of the orcs. They Just thrall in it? Uh, no Thrall. I kept expecting to see Thrall. There was, uh, what's his name? The Warlock. Uldan. Uldan played a big role. Uh, Anduin. Anduin? I think Anduin was in it. Sylvanas? Uh, no. Uther. Who's the, who's the alternate mage? Kalthus? No. Chromie? No. Jaina. 
Not Jaina, the alternate skin in Hearthstone. I have no idea. He's in it. I can't think of his name. Medivh? Medivh. Thank you, Will. I got you. I feel like if I knew Warcraft really well, these little things would stand out to me more. But I guess they're going to do more movies, and I kind of hope they do. I just kind of hope they focus in on something rather than making it this big, epic movie about the war between humans and orcs. I don't know. I mean, in theory, the movie sounds like it could be awesome. It's, uh, it's bad. I don't know. Okay. I, I, there's, I don't know. Like, I could you imagine somebody like Roger Ebert going in, sitting down, and watching the Warcraft movie, and just being like, well, "I don't. What is this? It's not for yeah, him." But, I get no, that. I was gonna say, uh, but I, I feel that it's you. As a movie critic, you can't judge a movie based on whether it's for you or not. You have to judge it objectively because that's your job. And I feel the same yeah, way about but... video games. And, and you can say, like, this movie's not for me. I'm sure people who know Warcraft will appreciate it a lot more. But I think that's part of your job to say that. And it's like every work of art should stand on its own. It doesn't have to. But if you want, like, if you want the mass appeal and appreciation, then it should. And I think you can make a Warcraft movie that appeals to everybody. But it's I'm not also, saying it's a requirement. But it's also but you, a good film. But you can do that, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, I don't know. It was okay. I don't like yeah. that a bunch of video games are making movies now. Hey, man, it broke records in China. You know. Didn't do too well here, but it I forget was, the, it's the, just article, the, the article headline, like, Warcraft is doing terrible in America, but they don't care. Like, they've made their money internationally. Yeah. A lot. So. Huh. Hmm. Whatever. I wonder how the Assassin's Creed movie will be. That didn't look very good either. In the brief right. snippets I saw. Too much modern day stuff. Isn't it supposed to be like 70% modern day and 30% historical? I think I heard that, yeah. Who knows? That was always the worst part of the Assassin's Creed games for me. Oh, you got that right. Aside from the shitty controls. Mr. Go. <laughs> yeah. God, I used to get so mad when those parts would pop up. Yeah. Okay. Anything else, Corey? Nah. Nothing. What do you got, Eric? Um, let's see. Well, I watched the United States of America soccer team against Argentina last night in the Copa America tournament. Close game, uh, right? Well, here's the thing. We Argentina is currently ranked the number one team in the world, and I probably, me personally, I, I don't think I would rate them as the number one team in the world, but they're definitely a top five team. Uh... And we were without three of our starters due to red cards and yellow card accumulation. So right off the bat, I mean, kind of fucked right there. Uh, But they played so poorly. And, I mean, if you're playing that poorly against a team like Argentina, you're just going to get your ass kicked. And that's that's exactly what happened. So What was the score? We lost 4-0. And Messi scored a ridiculous free kick that not very many people on earth could could do. 
just, I mean, he couldn't have put it in a better spot. So, I mean, they just got torn up. They looked like a bunch of high schoolers out there, if that. Couldn't put it. Couldn't put a couple passes together. It was brutal. Terrible watch. But, you know, they made it pretty far in the tournament. I did, certainly didn't expect them to beat Argentina. Um, let's see. Other than that, went to a new restaurant this week. Had uh, We went out for brunch on uh, Father's Day just because we had the day off together and had some steak and eggs at a new new restaurant we'd never been to. That was fun. And... Uh, it's really about it. I don't think I really did too too much else. Took the new dog out on the town, showed him off. That was yeah. Fun. We were getting stopped every two feet by people. Yep. And it was good though, because I mean he was tired of shit by the end of the day. Yeah. He just came home and passed out, but he's been really fun. He found a dog that he really likes that goes to the dog park. So whenever we see that dog up there, we try to take him up there, and uh-huh. he runs around, and plays, and gets beat up a little bit. Nice. So. Good for him. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. But that's really all, all I've got going on. The wife started her job, so, you know, should have a little more game time coming up. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as for me, the only thing I really have to talk about other than Game of Thrones is uh, my son finished his school year, so he's on his summer vacation. Uh, but it also kind of feels like my summer vacation. I wonder if that's going to be a trend that continues throughout there. School Wouldn't it feel like the opposite? No, because part of the difficulty of the day was spending the more because he was an afternoon pre-K, so spending the morning uh, sandwiching in breakfast, snack, and lunch, and also getting him ready to go. That was my mm. entire morning, every single yeah. school day. Uh, so I don't have that now. So now you can just skip breakfast and lunch and just feed him dinner. <laughs> just feed him dinner, yeah. No, but I can space things out a little bit easier. And, uh, like, I can actually uh, accomplish things in the house, which is also nice. Okay. But yeah, it kind of feels like my summer vacation, too. It's is nice he feeling. old enough to really appreciate summer vacation? Uh, he was actually a little sad to be done with school. Aw. He's not now, but uh, once he figured out that summer was the time to swim and stuff, he, he you know would rather do that obviously than be in school so yeah so we've done that but that's all i I saw his uh graduation certificate that photo of him holding his his graduation certificate is priceless yeah graduation was adorable (laughs) it was adorable these just little people like their first academic achievements yep like I said, I've nice. told my wife, like, because he's my son, every grade is going to be an accomplishment. Yeah. Because I was one <laughs> god-awful student in my day. God-awful. No, I'm yeah, talk- I was going to say, I didn't even get the pre-K academic achievement, so I have nothing to show you, for. You didn't go to pre-K. Nope. Right? Me neither. I went to preschool. I don't remember it. But I remember kindergarten like it was yesterday. And how much I hated it. All the way up until graduation. I don't remember hating school until 6th, 7th grade. Probably. Okay. That's when, I, all right until then. that's when I started to be bad at school. I hated school from the moment I walked in in kindergarten until... Okay. Until well, that's when I started I giving homework and you're like, I don't need to do this. I never did homework. Yeah. No, God, no. Me and Eric were in the same boat. 
Oh. We, we, we just we just kind of sat there at school. We just floated our way through. Yep. And here we are. Here we are. Still floating our way through. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're on a global video game podcast. A international, international renowned claim. Yeah, it is true. All right. Uh, feedback. Wait. What? Two things. Okay. The Hotline Miami 2 level editor is out of beta and is now live. Sweet. Cool. So Sweet. there is a, a nibble bit. But also what we didn't play. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Always forget about that. I do, too. I, I like usually it, forget about it, too. That's why we've been doing it every other week. I like it. <laughs> Tokyo Mirage, Mirage Sessions. F-E? Sharp? I don't, I don't know. One of those weird yep. Japanese RPGs. I guess For Wii U. it's pretty good. It's reviewed well. Yeah. I was just looking at it. But uh, none of us played it. I have given up on purchasing games for Wii U. Today is the first time I've heard of that. Of the Wii U? Yeah. It's not very popular. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. What a zinger. Zing! Mighty number nine. A big, big, big release that is just not great. Five, six is... Uh, major letdown, especially for all the people who kickstarted it, couldn't wait to play it, and there's all sorts of issues with that. Did you hear what one of the developers said? What? It's better than nothing. Mm. That's what you don't <laughs> want to say. Go fuck yourself. He'll be uh, finding himself in the same place as the guy that said deal with it from Microsoft. Exactly. Yeah, in the shit can. Yeah. Yeah, That's I. Smart. I just I don't know how like the. The game, it, it's kind of, like, simplistic, but, yeah. like, I don't know how you screw that up that badly. I, I just don't. I don't know, Dan. It sounds like they didn't find the fun. They didn't find the fun, and it looks a lot different than what they advertised, too, apparently, art style-wise. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yet another, no. yet another warning against contributing to a Kickstarter. Just don't do it. Don't do it unless it's my uh, NHL to PC Kickstarter, right? But that one, that one, if it doesn't work out, you get your money back. Yes, maybe. So maybe (laughs) that's right. We we determined it was maybe if you get your money back. (laughs) I'll put that at the very end. You, if it doesn't work out, you'll get your money back. Dot dot dot. Maybe unless unless Corey went to town on hookers and coke. If I put that right in the Kickstarter, do you think people would be okay with it? Yes. I'm right. sure some Probably. people would be okay with it. All right. Corey, you I might toss some money your way for that. What? Just for your honesty. You ever uh, got an update on that Unsung Story game that we backed or whatever? Not in a while. Yeah. What cool. other Kickstarter? Oh, I backed that uh, that JRPG, that language learning JRPG. I can't think of the name of it now. I still get updates from them every now and again. So de- development's going well for them. I backed Tile, Team Tile. I did get my tiles. Never used them because I heard they sucked. So, there's that. Uh, other game that we didn't play, Kirby Planet Robot. Another good, allegedly good Wii U game. Kirby game. Yeah, I'm not buying yeah. any more games for the Wii U. It's tough. It's a tough sell at this point. But yeah, apparently like... those two games are pretty good. So, I don't, I don't know. With the new system coming out. As long as everything's backwards compatible... Uh, I'll be trading my Wii U in towards the NX. 
I just hope it's backwards. I don't see why they wouldn't do backwards compatibility, but yeah, they will. It's Nintendo. They better. They've done it since GameCube. So yeah. <sighs> okay. That's it for what we didn't play. There's obviously other releases, but those are the only big ones. Right. Okay. Feedback. Uh, Idaho Jake says, Idaho Jake here for E3. I think the most exciting things for me was Horizon gameplay and South Park. Both games look fucking awesome. So I pre-ordered Fractured Butthole just so I could get Stick of Truth, and I've been playing it for the last two days. This is the second time I've played it, and it is just as good as before. I also downloaded the Resident Evil demo and the Lego Star Wars demo, but I haven't played them yet. I didn't get blown away at any time, but I did like a lot of what I saw. And yes, I will be buying Skyrim again. I saw The Conjuring 2, and I really liked it. I would not I would like to know what Corey thought about Adventure Zone podcast. Now for the Idaho Jake question. I hate to bring up religion, but what is the hardest game you have ever played? Uh, today I started my vacation, so I took my family to the Boise Zoo and Dave and & Buster's. Uh, Wednesdays and DMBs is half priced games, and I played four games that were pretty damn awesome. First, I played Star Wars, and it was like an IMAX screen, uh, and you fly an X Wing. Uh, the next one was a jet fighting game that is the same as the Star Wars game. Uh, after that was a 3D zombie shooter, which, when your hands are, are on the gun, it will test your heart rate and tell you if you are calm or panicking. And the last one I played was four-player air hockey that I wrecked my family at. I haven't really played any other video games, uh, but now that I have a uh, vacation, I'm going to wreck my backlog. Now for the next Idaho Jake. Oh, I see. This is his uh, feedback from last week and then Two this emails. Week. Okay. Yep. Uh, now for the next Idaho Jake question, what was your favorite arcade game? Thanks, guys, and get out of my email. So the first one, hardest game you ever you have ever played? Hardest game? Yeah. It was probably something on NES. That's what that I was I thinking. Um, I'm going to go with the original Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Because I have yet it. to this day been able to beat it. I haven't played it that much recently, but um, it's it's one of those games, you know, like the old games where you could just fail and not be able to advance. You know, you run out of lives and you have to start all over at the beginning. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. That's probably mine. Corey. Um I don't know. Probably an NES game. Those games were hard. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like games I didn't even beat the first level in. The original Mario was pretty hard. Damn it, Corey. So, what? <laughs> Did you not listen to me and Eric? You you basically took exactly what Eric and Dan said. Do I ever listen? Were you not listening, or were or are you making fun of us? I was chatting in the chat. Oh, so you weren't listening? Yeah, yeah. We're that... talking about the availability. Uh, what type of uh, male females are in your area? There's this whole thing. You wouldn't get it. No. <laughs> I'm too old. <laughs> that's really funny. Sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, that's fine. I, I didn't know if you were making fun of us. No, That's what I either. thought. No. I wish I was that clever. <laughs> uh, recently, Salt and Sanctuary I had a hard time with, but that's because I picked a chef. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, I I think you generally you would have to go back to the games where you could fail and have to start all over at the beginning. Like anything anything recent, even like the Dark Souls games, um, you still you know you don't lose any progress when you die. Like maybe a little bit of progress, but you still you know you still advance to a point, and they're hard but not unbeatable. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I got. What about you, Will? Uh, I'm going to go back to an earlier comment. I'm pretty naturally good at every video game. Uh-huh. Okay. So I don't struggle very often. You know what you're not good at is being in frame. You <laughs> jamook. terrible at that. <laughs> <laughs> Will Irish, goodbye. <laughs> uh, next Idaho Jake question. What is your favorite arcade game? Oh, uh, oh shoot! That's a good question. There's only two that I really played a lot of. One was um, uh, the Mortal Kombat because we played at uh, when our mom used to. What was it? Wednesday night would go bowling, and sometimes she would take us. And we would play the arcades. She knew the owner, so he would get out his his keys and give us a bunch of credits to play Mortal Kombat. Yeah, and we, yeah, we I remember play that for days. a while, uh, and then cruising USA. Yeah, remember cruising at the USA? Alley. Yeah, at the at the bowling alley near us. Yeah, that was one of my favorites too. Those are the only cool. ones I really spent any any amount of time with. That Simpsons one, you remember that Simpsons oh, arcade that's game? Right. What the heck was that? Yeah, that was a good one. Also, uh, Pac Man and Frogger at the pizza joint in Endwell. Yeah. Those were old machines. I wonder what ever happened to those. I think they were still there right up until the place closed. Yeah. Pretty sure. And they still worked. I think so, yeah. And that was, I mean, that was a good 15-year span they were there. Yep. If not longer. Probably closer to 20 years. Yeah. What about you, Eric? Favorite arcade game? My favorite arcade game... Uh, I've always always a big fan of Wave Race, uh-huh. uh, whether it be on the Nintendo 64 or at the arcade. And there was a Michael Jackson arcade cabinet that I used to love playing at Chuck E. Cheese. I don't know what the name of the game. I know we've discussed it on here before. Uh-huh. Um, let me look really quick. That Michael Jackson one? Yeah. We did discuss it. Yeah. Speaking Save of, all did you guys hear the Michael Jackson news today? Yeah. I heard it no. a couple days ago. Uh mountains mountains of abuse child abuse porn were found at the neverland ranch shocking yeah you said <laughs> child oh it's not funny jesus christ abusive abusive child porn i oh. think that was the am i correct dan yeah the phraseology yep no, cool. I, my my reaction was exactly what Eric's was. Oh, that's shocking. Yeah. Uh, Literally nobody is surprised. Michael Jackson's estate blasts new pornography reports as sheriff and pro- former prosecutor weigh in. Hmm. So it sounds like there's some controversy, but of course there would be. Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah, I never got uh, too into arcade games because I never liked to play with people I didn't know. You know? Corey, can you get some gameplay up of Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, please? That's that the name of the arcade cabinet. Moonwalker. I loved it. Like, you could kill people with your dance moves. 
That seems like a game that needs to be remastered. Oh this isn't God. it. That yeah, this is not the one. Here it is. Teens react to Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just remember every time I went to Chuck E. Cheese, like I was, I just loved it. So good. I don't know that I ever went to Chuck E. Cheese as a kid. Well, then you didn't get to play Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, Dan. No. I even as a kid, I didn't like to be around other people. Yeah. Look at him throwing kicks out there. <laughs> yeah. On the pool table. Oh God. It's uh, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. I'd I'd buy that game. Has he got a monkey? Is that a monkey that's on him? Monkey. It's like on his shoulders. I don't know. I'm watching on a delay, so. Oh, okay. It needs a remaster, right? I like how they oh, have the kids totally. wearing the sparkly glove while they play. I know. I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> That's a nice touch. <laughs> Corey, uh, Jake wants to know about Adventure Zone. Yeah. I listened to one episode. I liked it. It was funny. What's Adventure Zone? It's a podcast of the... I don't know what RPG they're playing. D&D, maybe? But uh, it reminded me of our old playing days because the episode I listened to... Making fun of the Game Master? Yeah, I don't know the background. Uh, But one of the guys kept saying dad, so he's playing. his dad is part of the group, which I liked immediately. I'm like, that's cool. Uh, But it sounded to me like the GM had created this character that the players didn't particularly care for, so the players had him killed off. And the GM was trying to find ways to make the players feel bad about that. <laughs> uh, it, I don't know. It was just funny stuff. Oh, nice. man. I miss those days. Yeah, right? That's why you need to start having kids. Then you can uh, raise them to be D&D players like I'm probably going to. You can make no. them play D&D. <laughs> make them play my yeah. adventures. Make them GM for you. Oh, that's. I would prefer that. There you go. I always preferred to play. Yeah, make them do the hard work. Because I'm most likely looking at three boys, so. Yeah. That's a small group. Get the most creative one to just come up with a brilliant quest. And the rest of the the family can play through it. If it was was Max's choice, it would be involving dinosaurs. Likes the dinos? Loves dinosaurs. Kids and dinosaurs. Maybe like No Man's Sky, Dan. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, and they spent, uh, I just went to their webpage to remind myself what had happened. They spent a good amount of time dressing themselves for summer fashion. What? Yeah. What are you talking about? Adventure Zone. Oh, okay. I'm still watching this Michael Jackson video. I can't believe you guys aren't as enthralled as I am. I can't see it. Otherwise it would be. You guys didn't see him do the spin move where he takes his hat off and whips it at people like Raiden? No. Oh, my God. It's amazing. That's one thing I would love to do is more role-playing, actual role-playing tabletop. I just remember right before we started the podcast, we had the D&D adventure going. Yeah, we did. That was awesome. How many did we do? Sessions. Four, Half I think. Half one, probably. No, I think we did four or five. Maybe three? I was going to guess one. No, we did a few. Mm. We did it once Summer a week. Shorts. We did. I think we did it once a week for like a month, maybe. Oh, good for us. Yeah. 
You know, there's tools that make that easy to do online now. I would do that in a heartbeat. In a I heartbeat. could probably make that happen now because Christy's schedule's written six weeks ahead. Should we hire a DM? Why would we hire one? We have one. The double G? Yeah. yeah. I wonder if you'd do it. My wife's most hated enemy. <laughs> Is that right? It's only one yeah, way to I find out. I told you about that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. In school, yeah. That's funny. The funniest part is, is none of us were surprised about that. I was a little bit surprised. For a little, uh, what's the word? That he raised his hand and would answer all the questions. If you're looking for context to this, if you're listening, Graham is a friend of ours from high school. He was on a very early episode called The Man, the Myth, the Legend. Yeah. And, um... After not really being in touch with him after after all these years very often, I was at my wife's college graduation, and sure as shit, Graham was also graduating with the same degree as my wife. So it was really funny, and it turns out she's not his biggest fan. And she had come home and complained to me about him numerous times without giving me a name. <laughs> <laughs> my mom wasn't surprised, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. She goes, Graham, oh, yeah, I couldn't stand that kid. <laughs> that's like that's like Seinfeld stuff. It really, I couldn't believe it when I heard it. <laughs> and I had just got done telling her family about Graham oh, in the car ride God. on the way there. Sure enough, there he is. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Uh, feedback from Tito in LA says, forgot to mention this a while back, but I beat Rise of the Tomb Raider. Well done, Very Tito. Nice. Uh, unless I already mentioned it, but I also beat Uncharted 4 a few weeks ago. There's a moment in Uncharted near the end of the game around chapter 18 or 19. Do you want me to spoil this, Eric? Doesn't matter. I already read it. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you are the feedback compiler. Uh, chapter 18 or 19, when you reach the uh, final destination in a Jeep with Elena... Well, this isn't really a spoiler, I guess. And it was so beautiful, and the music was so great that I teared up. I had a lot of good memories with Uncharted, and I loved a lot of the, a lot of the characters. Uh, it was a cool moment that Naughty Dog uh, put that hit the put that hit the feels, especially between Nate and Elena. Those two were, two were some great games, and I loved the length of Rise of the Tomb Raider. It gave me plenty of time to enjoy my adventures with Lara Croft. Uh, season three of Rocket League started a couple days ago with a lot of new features, including wiped rankings for everyone. So starting from scratch. I went from Rising Star to being ranked Prospect Challenger yeah. and being demoted to Prospect 3 after a few more games. Man, oh, man, was that rough. Oh, so I don't feel that bad now. That's all I can think of right now. Bye. So thanks, Jake and Tito. That's feedback. Uh, didn't Jake send us two, or did you read them both? I read them both. Okay. Sorry. I'm behind the eight ball. Okay. Uh, so next week, top next week's topic, we are going to be covering the Steam Summer Sale Buyer's uh, Guide. Buyer's Guide, will. yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll pick out a handful of games, uh, tell you why you should have them in your Steam library, or if someone, you know, if uh, PSN or Xbox Live are having a sale too, we'll we'll cover those a little bit too. Let you know. I think we ought to do just PC. We don't do that very often. Yeah, we can do that. You know, even though I hate you guys and your PCs. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll cover the Steam Summer Sale. Um, like you said, recommendations guide for 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 good sales and whatnot. 
Um, yeah. Before we conclude, yeah, Will left us, but I wanted to share uh, the Stiff and Gone Sideshow, which if you didn't hear our first episode, it's on YouTube. Uh, we're going to be doing our second one on Friday evening, and Will has agreed to this. He's going to watch the first episode of Game of Thrones, and we're going to talk about it, and Dan's going to join us. So check that out. I don't think Will's ever watched before. No, not as no, far as I, I don't know. think he has. So I gave him my HBO Now login. And he's gonna he's gonna watch, and we're gonna chat about it. So do you have any idea how bad I don't want him to like that show? <laughs> I don't want to be the only one. <laughs> You're not the only one. A lot of people don't I, like it. In my group of friends, which is you three, <laughs> I am the only one. Yeah, well, you could probably. I think you can count on Will not to like it. I think I think you're right. Yeah. Even if deep down inside he does kind of like it, he would never admit that he liked it. I think so. You I think you're think safe. So? No. I think he want. No. He, Will likes to be contrarian at times. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh oh. Hey, you can be contrarian. You cut out, Eric. You're cutting out, Eric. I said either way, he could be contrarian. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's you know. Well, that's against. the thing. I think Dan's right. He might really like it, and he might privately watch all of it and love it. <laughs> and never publicly. let us know. But publicly, publicly <laughs> he hates I'm fine it. with that. I'm fine with that, as long as I never know about it. Yeah. <laughs> Will is the new Corey. No, our dad's watched it and doesn't doesn't like it. Mom watched a little bit, and then once they they killed the wolf at the beginning, she's like, I can't watch this done no <laughs> that's what did it for me too, there was, the first time that you I you'd be surprised this. you'd be surprised that's that's a fair amount of people that i've read on like message boards are like yeah i watched it with my wife or i watched it with my girlfriend and they you know they had no problem with uh you know the events of the beginning of the first episode i won't spoil that for people who haven't seen it um oh, yeah, a, yeah, a yeah, child that it, that was a struggle for me as well it involves a child but once they they killed the wolf that was it no yeah, more. I was I was not having that. I go, you know what? I don't need this in my life. Yeah, I don't need that. It was so cute, you know. Yeah. Poor dog. But anyway, yeah, yeah. And then uh, after the outro, me and Corey are gonna get caught up on uh, episodes eight and nine of Game of Thrones. Indeed. Our recap. So, any other thoughts, questions, comments? No, I don't. I think I'm all set, Dan. Uh, looking forward to hopefully finishing Uncharted Four this week. Nice. Yes. I'd like to say I'd finish uh, The Witcher, but that's just not going to happen. I probably have another fifty hours left <laughs> in my second playthrough. Oh, you guys! <sighs> I should yep. be hitting my backlog now. Now's the Corey, time to do it. What are you playing this week? Uh, Rocket League, <laughs> Hearthstone. Who can blame a guy? Oh, I forgot to tell you guys, I am still playing SimCity. Nice, nice. Proud still of you. going strong you on SimCity. Build it. I'm gonna give it a shot, Eric. You're gonna hate it. Will I hate it? Oh yeah. Because I you should try it anyway, but you're gonna hate it. Because I, I like I like SimCity. I like the city building stuff. You just need to be. You need to have patience. Okay. It's a slow, uh, slow, Very slow build. Slow burn. Yeah. Not at first, but yes. Okay. Okay. Take your time when you're building your city, is what I would say. Don't uh, 
build it's a bunch. It's going to seem like you have a lot of money, but don't don't okay. blow your money. All right. Yeah, because I need like I want to have something on a mo- on my mo- mobile phone to play I love it. once in a while. You it's know, great too because it's literally the only game I guess you could call a game that my wife and I have ever been able to discuss. Uh-huh. Like, and I ask her for tips. Nice, because <laughs> she's played it more than I have. Although, don't like worry, that. I caught her in level. I wasn't about to be out leveled. Right. In this house. No. Okay. Uh, no. Yeah. So that'll do it for episode 257 of the Thumbstick Athlete Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. <laughs>
you know, he said something about catapulting his son over the wall if he has to. You know, it's just this cold thing to say. Yeah, because you, you um, find out Edmure had one crack at having a child, and, and he did. Yeah. <clears throat> Which I thought yes, was interesting. So Jamie was good there, and the Brienne stuff was all really well done. Um, Jamie saved the episode for me, because then we got to the Arya stuff. People had so many crazy theories of what was going on. Like, she got stabbed and fell in the creek, and was it really her or wasn't her? Yeah. Uh, did she borrow somebody's face? Was it really Jackin? Some people thought it was a dual personality, like, fight club thing, where she was she was dueling herself, essentially. Like, the wave was supposed to be the, the, the faceless person, and, and Arya was Arya, and their whole thing was internal, like an internal conflict Yeah, that was played out, you know. On screen for us, but all in her head. Yep. But nope, see, it turns out it was just Arya being stupid, walking around the streets after yeah. she had hid immediately before that uh, and got stabbed, fell into a dirty river. Lady Crane ends up finding her and nurses her back to health. And how does she do that? Oh, because she used to stab her old lovers. Mm-hmm. And it's just good at sewing people up. How dumb. That's so dumb. Yeah. And then the waif finds her kills Lady Crane, chases Arya through the streets like she's Terminator. You know, that run that the Waif did was just awful. Yeah. And Arya, with this, what what could I could only describe as a mortal wound in her gut, is doing all this crazy rolling around and jumping and, I don't know, only to lead the Waif back into the catacombs where she kills her, which we kind of expected to happen from the start. And then she goes black, back to the house of black and white and, like, confronts Jacken. I... You know what? Some people don't. There's a there's a theory right now that that, that was actually the waif that killed Arya, took Arya's face, uh, replaced the face on the pedestal with just some random girl. Because it, it, it's kind of hard to tell um, when the face is just, like, hanging on the wall there. Um, and uh, is uh, doing some, like, method acting. You know what? I'm over the theories. I'm sick of them. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what I I said in the chat. Like, I kind of like that they played it straight because this theory stuff is getting out of hand. Sure. Every, everything has like any little event that happens has like 10 different theories. about Right. Exactly. And like, to me, it's just, it's just like making my head explode. And I'm glad they played it straight, but they just did it so poorly. Yeah. They could have just kept Arya in the catacomb had the wave come there and she could have killed her there and everybody would have been happy. Yeah. She didn't need to get stabbed. She didn't need the bit with lady crane. Like what did, what came out of that? Yeah. Absolutely nothing. It was definitely weird. It, it felt like, weird. it felt like filler. It was, Un- it was poorly done. Unnecessary filler. She didn't even need to get mortally wounded in the stomach. Like, you know, maybe in the shoulder or something like yeah. a bad bleeding gash in the shoulder that can just be sewed up. But when it's in the gut, like that's a totally different beast. Yeah. I also felt like that was, that was very careless for the faceless men too. If that was actually like, if everything transpired the way it seemed like it did. Yeah. Like the faceless men don't like to draw attention to themselves really. So mm-hmm. that seemed too obvious her chasing Arya through the streets, you know, like she would have been more discreet about it and, just oh, through the throat. market, like spilling fruit everywhere. Yeah. Nah, seemed weird. Nah, thanks. Were, were there any big revelations in that episode we need to talk about? Not really. Uh, my favorite part was the hound stuff in that. Oh um, right, because he goes on a, on a rampage and chases down the Brotherhood without banners people. 
uh, him slot when he started slaughtering all those people with the the wood chopping axe. I just laughed my ass off. That I was just, pretty good. I, it was it was like really violent, but it was like funny. It was kind of comical at the same time because he chops the first guy's head off and he you know gut guts another guy and then <laughs> and then when he's got the last guy down on his knees, he's like any last words and the guy says like he says like fuck you or something. The hound's like, really? Those are your last words? <laughs> really? Those are your last words? And then he steals his shoes. Yeah. The, well, yeah, he catches up. The, one of them got away. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. Um, but he he finds the brotherhood, the actual brotherhood without banners. Apparently those people that slaughtered the, the villagers there were, you know, kind of outlaws. And they were the brotherhood without banners was hanging the people that were responsible for that. Uh, and they bar- bargain back and forth like the hound wants to mutilate the the people that did it specifically that one guy but they agree to to hang them and the hound gets to 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 hang two of them uh and then when when the when one of them's dangling by his neck and struggling the hound takes off his shoes so he can steal (laughs) steal his boots yeah that was good all that that whole stuff that that part was my favorite part of that whole episode that was all really well done there was a nice scene between uh and braun yep that was good too that was good Reunion of those two, mm-hmm. two lovable side characters. Yep, Braun was always one of my favorite characters. So, sure, yeah. So, um, I think that's it for yeah. episode eight. My least favorite of the season. Yeah, not not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, the Arya stuff was the big big kicker for me. Like, I I get. Oh, the Marine stuff. There's that scene where they're telling jokes. Yeah. That felt kind of out of place. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, especially now that I know what happens in episode nine. Because when I was watching, I'm like, this is kind of weird. I hope it pays off. And what I thought would happen was that Daenerys would ha- would be really upset with them sitting around and drinking and telling jokes when they get attacked by the slavers. Mm-hmm. But that's not what we got in episode nine. Right. So to me, that scene felt out of place. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly because of the pace that everything else has been moving at to see that scene just stop and like they're just sitting there uh, drinking sitting drinking like what was the point like a character building scene in a like season of fast moving plot stuff i don't i don't know it just kind of felt out of place like sure. maybe they're trying to show a softer side of gray worm and what's her name mirin Mir- Mir- no Mir- um Masande, Masandra, something like Mas- that. Masande, Masande, Miss Miss Sandy. I think it's Masande. Okay, that's how I pronounce it. She drinks the wine and likes it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know. And then Daenerys shows up on the dragon, like, hey. Yep. After the city starts getting bombarded by the masters, which brings us to episode nine. Yeah. Battle of the Bastards. Let's just start right there. Uh-huh. One thing that threw me was these, like, last few seasons, they're like, ships. We need ships. Where are we going to get ships? The slavers showed up with a ton of ships. Yep. Not enough, but, like, why didn't that ever cross anybody's mind? I don't know, actually. It's not even mentioned. Like, oh, these slavers have a bunch of ships. Is yeah. it? Well, I, I mean, I would assume that they were, like, busy, you know? Especially, like, the, you know... What, what what the slavers was at the beginning of this season where they kind of broke off and started doing their own thing again. You know, those cities were under the control of Daenerys, um, but kind of rebelled and went back to the slaver ways. So 
She yeah. kind of lost her her footing, I guess, in those cities. So maybe that's yeah, why. I guess. But anyway, there's a good scene with Tyrion and Daenerys. Yeah. And uh, what does he say? I can't remember. Uh, she's she's kind of unhappy with the with the, with the way things have turned out. Uh, and Tyrion is a he's clearly uncomfortable. I think he's afraid of what Daenerys might do to him. Uh, but he explains to her that she, you know, what he did was it was a good thing, and that that uh, Marine was a city on the rise, and the masters couldn't allow Marine to flourish and prosper without slavery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and luckily, Daenerys sees his point and, and agrees with them. Um, good. So, so he, yeah, so they kind they kind of move on from there. Uh, and he's absolutely right because you know uh, Marine was was doing really well and uh was 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 turning into a model for what uh non non-slavery city could be. And then she says, "Shall we get started?" and mm-hmm. he's like, "Do we have a plan?" Yep. and she's like, "Oh yeah, we got a plan. We're going to burn every city to the ground, kill all the burn. masters, kill all the people in the cities." Yeah. And Tyrion's like, eh, that's probably not a great idea." Right. So then they confront the slavers, uh the dragons show up, the Nereus gets on one, they blow up a ship. Uh, then they basically say, you broke, Tyrion says, you broke our pact, which he did. They had a pact. Yep. Uh, so it turns out, like, this stuff was smart of Tyrion. Um, because I, I, I've heard some people say that they were trying to paint Tyrion as a bad politician, and I never got that. I always no. thought he was doing the best thing possible. Yep. So it was good to see that play out a little bit. Fiona, stop crying. I don't know why she's crying. I just took Sorry. her out, like, four hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, the, they say, okay, you broke the pact, so now one of you has to die. The two slavers are like, kill this one. He's lowborn. He's lowborn. He doesn't represent us. And then Grey Worm kills the two that say that. And with, while the other one's kneeling, thinking he was going to die. With style, I might With add. style. He, uh, he very efficiently cuts both of their throats with one swoop, tucks his knife back into his belt, fixes his shirt, and steps back. I was like, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Well done. And then Tyrion one. has one of my favorite lines of the episode. Yeah. He walks up to the guy on his knees, pats him on the back, and says, "Go and tell your people what happened here." Yeah, that you lived by the grace of yeah our queen. Yeah, because one of the things that you talked about in our in our chat, Corey, was was Tyrion telling uh, Daenerys about why her bro- Tyrion's brother Jaime killed the Mad King. It was yeah. because he wanted to blow up the entire King's Landing and kill everyone in it. And Tyrion's like, that is not a good idea. That is not going to turn out good for you. Uh, a lot of people think that Daenerys, when she invades Westeros, is is going to turn into a villain. Um, but I think Tyrion uh, is going to keep her from uh, being as ruthless as she could be. You know, I think he's going to temper her ruthlessness a little bit. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the she's a Targaryen and they have that in them. So... I think Tyrion's, you know, got a he's got a more cool head on his shoulders, you know. Obviously. Absolutely. Uh and then we'll just move on to what happens a little bit later in the episode with yep. the the Greyjoys. Mm-hmm. Uh Yara and Theon are holding court with Daenerys and, and Tyrion. Tyrion and Tyrion kind of rips Theon a little bit. But if you go back and watch the episode, uh, Tyrion's upset because Theon made fun of his stature and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But if you go back and watch the episode, it was actually the other way around. Uh, yeah. Tyrion was being rude. Yeah. And all Theon said was he called him an imp, like, in defense of himself. Yeah. 
So, well, I wonder if if maybe we missed some stuff off camera that might have been said. You know, could be. Um, and then Daenerys and Yara have chemistry, obvious chemistry. There's a lot of winks and nods and girl power moments, which was good. Yeah. Uh, something along the lines of which one of you is going to marry me and Theon says I'm unfit and Yara basically says it's not required but I'm up for anything so maybe there will be some sort of union between Yara and Daenerys we don't really know but Tar- they... Tar- 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 Greyjoy. there you go that's their couple name already yep they that offered the ships in the promise that uh, they would get the north or no what's the Iron Islands. they get the Iron Islands uh, returned to them. Mm-hmm. But Daenerys makes them promise to stop their whoring, raping, raiding ways. Mm-hmm. To which, at first, Yara's like, mm, that's our people. That's what we do. And Daenerys is, says, no more. No more. Uh-huh. So that's where that's left at. Yep. That was, I liked, I enjoyed those those two scenes. That's the best, uh, the most interesting marine stuff that's happened all season, in my opinion. Sure. So. It was good. Well, now, what's-his-name's coming, right? Do you think he's going to get there, or do you think they're going to go to them? Euron? Euron. I don't know, because last time we saw Euron, there's actually a really crazy, uh, getting into theories again, but uh, oh, really, really crazy Euron theory, because uh, apparently he's he's quite the powerful dude. Uh, but they, like, he, the, the, I think the Greyjoys pretty much, or Yara and Theon pretty much took all the ships, maybe left Euron with a few of them. I know they needed to build a fleet first, which takes time so i don't know how quickly he's going to be following them well yeah he had to build a fleet didn't right. take theon and yara that long well we don't really know time is weird in the game of thrones yeah it, it, it goes back and forth um right yeah some stuff happens at the same time some stuff like happens and then it, it, george R. R. martin makes it a point to say like you know in my universe like you know i'll skip over born like travel parts you know that's unnecessary sure so don't need to see that no and then we go to the battle of the bastards yeah they're holding a parlay out on the field ramsey and his group in- including little john umber little john umber and um harold Karstark. yep hello and then uh, on the other side is Sansa and John and Tormund and Davos yep. and uh, Lady Mormont. Lady Mormont, who with her puss face, which is great, <laughs> glares daggers at at Ramsay, which is fantastic. Yeah, she looked good on the horse. She wasn't buying his shit, that's for sure. No, <clears throat> that was that was good. Yep. Um, what are you doing? Sorry, that's fine. Uh. And John challenges Ramsey to one-on-one to settle the score. Ramsey says no because I know my army can beat your army. I don't know if I can beat you one-on-one. Why would I take those odds? Yeah. Um, what happens after that? Uh, then blanks. Sansa says you're going to die tomorrow and rides yeah. off. Yeah. Uh, and they, they talk for another minute or so and it ends the parlay. Ends the parlay. Back at the Jon Snow camp, they're strategizing, basically determining they don't stand much of a chance, but they do have a strategy that yep. Tormund doesn't quite understand. Yeah, because he doesn't know what a pincer movement is. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was a great part. They're like, pincer movement, where they attack you from both sides. He's like, oh, oh, good, good, they can't good. do that. 
<laughs> yeah, because they were going to yeah. dig, dig trenches alongside so they couldn't get enveloped by Ramsey's cavalry. Right. Smart. Yeah. Smart strategy. Yep. Uh, after that, Sansa expresses her displeasure with John not taking her input at any point and basically tells her, you don't set traps on Ramsey. He yep. sets the trap. He likes playing with people. That's what he does. John's like, well, what do you want me to do? And she's like, don't do what he wants you to do. And he's like, oh, that's pretty obvious. She says, I don't know what to tell you. And then angrily, John actually says, because uh, they're arguing about the numbers. Yeah. And I just wanted her to say at that point, like, just wait a little bit. I yeah. think there's some help coming. I know there's some th- great theories on why she didn't say anything. No, but... I, I just think she didn't know if if – he was going to come. He was going to be there or not. I, I think she legitimately didn't know at that point. But still, why not say something? Because you don't know. Like, why would you even plan a strategy around it if you if you didn't have any idea? Why why not say there might be people coming? We don't need to go to war tomorrow. Because you don't know. They might have that, all been back a, in the veil. Ho- no, that's a horror. They don't. Why would she withhold that information? Because she didn't know? Yes. Yeah. That's not a good. Excuse. I don't know. I don't know what that, that's a big controversy with the with the episode. I didn't have a problem with it. Um, I, just, I, I think just, we're gonna find out why. I, I I think I know why she ended up doing it. Why? We'll talk. Well, after we get there, I'll 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 talk about it. But I think I, okay. I know why she chose to do things the way she did. Okay. But anyway, go ahead. Uh, Davos and Tormund. Yeah. Talk about their pre-battle rituals. Uh, Davos goes off to shit his brains out. Yeah, out he of said your yeah. shot of anybody. Yeah, Tormund uh, likes to drink uh, what is it, soured goat's milk or something? Uh, the night before a battle, get you know, get a little liquored up. Help uh, him sleep. Davos is like, I can't sleep before a battle. I like to walk and think, and I walk and think until I'm out of uh, earshot of the camp where I can shit my brains out yeah. <laughs> or shit my guts out. He and said. he's out walking, and he finds where Shireen was burned, including mm-hmm. the little trinket, the elk. Was it an elk that he gave her? Uh, stag. Deer? Stag? Okay. It's Baratheon uh, stag. Um, so seems he's going to confront Melisandre about that in episode 9 mm-hmm. or 10. I'm sorry. We'll see, so, though. Yeah. And then it's morning of battle. And two sides line up. Ramsey marches out. Rickon? Rickon. Little Rickon Stark. And says, boy, I hope you like playing games. Run. And Rickon starts running, and Ramsey starts shooting the bow at him. John immediately gets on his horse and starts chasing after Rickon. Uh, Rickon runs in a straight line instead of zigzagging. (laughs) I said that to my wife when we were watching. I'm like, you can't run in a straight line when someone's shooting at you, but... That was the yeah. big thing on Reddit too. But he's I he, him. He, he's like I think he's like six in this right. book. He's he's, he's supposed a, to be he's a, a lot younger than he looks. Yeah, I think. Yeah, he's uh, like six or seven. I think he's supposed to be not yep. very old. And and John stupidly falls for the trap, just like Sansa told him not to. Just like Sansa told him not, tells him not to, and uh, Davos sends the troops in, and the whole thing becomes a mess. Uh, oh, Rick and dies. Yep. Ramsey ends up shooting him. Yep. I thought that was well done, that yeah. whole sequence sure. with the arrows. Because you think that third one is going to hit him and it misses, and you're like, oh, wait a second. He's going to make it. He's going to make it, and then the arrow just goes through his chest. I think it, right through his heart. Yeah. 
we have seen Ramsey is a good marksman, correct? Yeah. That's been shown in the past, so sure. I'm glad that was set up. Yep. He's a big, big hunting fan. Yeah, he would be. He liked to hunt people. That was his thing. The most dangerous game. Yep. Uh, so John's upset. He lets his passion get the better of him, which is just so stupid. Just so stupid. Uh, well, what happened was he was already halfway down the battlefield when Ramsey started telling his archers to fire. So he could not head back because he would have been taken out by an arrow. So he just stands there rather than heading back because the archers were kind of shooting behind him to keep him from retreating. Yeah. Um, so he just stood there and, and that's when Ramsey sends in his cavalry. Yep. Uh, fortunately though, the, the Stark cavalry, yep. da- or, I guess Davos and, uh, well, Davos sends the, the, the Stark cavalry, uh, right. when he sees that John is not coming back and Tormund sees that John is not coming back, they send the cavalry Rita cover to cover him. Uh, so, but yeah, there's the, the long shot of John standing there with on thousands of oncoming cavalry and he slowly draws his sword. Heroic stance. I thought for sure he was going to eat it then. I'll One tell you why times. I knew he wasn't going to eat it in a little bit. Okay. Get there. Yeah, I, I, I mean, there were several times during this that I thought John was going to eat it, but that was the first time. I, uh, this entire next, like, half an hour, I was, like, shivering the entire episode. It was great. Oh, it was so um, good. But, yeah. The, the pinnacle of it was that initial scene. So John's standing there, like you said. Yep. Cavalry charges, uh, and then John's cavalry surprises him from behind, and yep. the attack starts. Gets there uh, right before right before Ramsey's cavalry runs him down. So they're facing off. Ramsey starts loosing his archers, and they just start piling up bodies. Uh, by this time, the infantry has made it in, and there's a stack of bodies behind them. You're you're, then... you're going too fast, Corey. First yeah, off, yeah, let's talk about the cavalry coming together and how incredible that was that was cool um that was the braveheart yeah it, it reminded me of braveheart actually a lot of that uh, a lot of this then the next sequence but i th- like i think it was better um oh yeah than the than the braveheart scenes just the the violent collision between horses and men and lances and stuff like i don't know how they faked all that it looks so good and so real there was a good, like, an, I think it's Anatomy of the Episode or something like that on YouTube. It's like a 12-minute video where yeah. they showed a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. And they had, I think they had 80 horses total mm-hmm. that they used. Uh, and they just kept, you know, switching the sides or whatever. And then mm-hmm. when they had to do both, they would split them and do 40 and 40. So when John's facing down those horses, those horses and those men are actually I'm charging, charging at him. at him. That's, yeah. not, that's not CG. Nope. Um, but yeah, and then like after the cavalry collides, it's just John like standing there when all these horses are racing past him, and there's this great track or not tracking shot, I don't know, like steady cam shot of him just like turning around the battlefield and like slicing guys apart, and it's just one long take, and it's maybe one of the best battle sequences I have ever seen. Yeah, oh, it was unbelievable. And that's not hyperbole. No. It's really good. It was so good. Yeah, because – and one of the things they talked about at the end of the episode is they wanted to show how chaotic battle is. Like, you know, if you put yourself in John's shoes, like, a lot of the guys were wearing, like, the same armor. Like, how do you tell, for one thing, like, who you're fighting? I'm sure he probably ended up killing one of his own guys. 
yeah. uh, in the in the chaos, just you know, people are coming at you, you, you know, he and he would kill them. Like it's mm-hmm. just this is chaos. It was so good, yep. so good. But but then Ramsey starts shooting his his. Uh, they they juxtapose. They show Davos saying, "We can't shoot." he's the commander of the archers he's like we can't shoot we're gonna hit our own men then they immediately cut to ramsey and he says shoot loose loose yeah uh Edward so, Longshanks. So, yeah i thought the exact same thing uh in in braveheart the exact same we thing hit our happens. old men yes but we'll hit theirs too yep that's exactly what i thought yeah so yeah uh so arrows start raining down on top of all the the chaotic battle stuff that, that's going on mm-hmm those were CG, the arrows. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, <laughs> That's dangerous. Yeah. Those were not real arrows raining down. Uh-huh. But the bodies start stacking up. The infantry uh, on John's side joins the fray. They get dwindled down. Before they know it, they realize they're backed up against a pile of bodies. Ramsey sends his shielded infantry up, and they form a semicircle, uh, enclosing the entirety of John's forces between the shields and the stack of bodies behind them. And just start closing in and poking the the Stark forces with uh, spears as yep. they go. And one one's trapped in there. The one, giant. One, one one's trapped. Tormund, Davos, John—they're all there. That's the part. <clears throat> the, that part. Uh, do, are you getting there? Go ahead. The, the 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 part with with John getting trampled because they they realize that the only way out is by going up over the pile of bodies, and John is kind of along that the pile of bodies, uh, but. Uh, small John Umber brings his infantry around to climb over the bodies and and hit the people that are trying to cu- like climb over the over the pile of bodies because that's the only way out. Uh, and John gets knocked off his feet and gets trampled uh, and starts getting dead bodies piled up on him. Uh, people run him over, squishing him into the mud. Uh, as someone who's claustrophobic, that freaked me out to no end. Scared, well done. Scared me shitless. Apparently, they didn't plan on that. Really? happening um i forget the reason i shouldn't have brought it up because now i forget why they ended up doing that but he miraculously climbs out of the mess yeah uh miraculously he couldn't get up when there was one guy on top of him but somehow he gets up when there's a dozen well, guys on no top he was getting trampled he kept right getting people he, people were running on him and stepping on him that's why he couldn't get up well yeah but he couldn't get up when there was one guy on top of him. Well, he was getting repeatedly trampled. It was I know. My point is, somehow uh, it was easier for him when there was 12 guys on top of him. Oh. Well, I just figured that once they stopped running on him, that's when he could climb up. They, oh, they were they were kind of stationary at that point. Yeah. And that's when he could climb up and, and breathe. Mm. I don't know. I'm just picturing 12-plus bodies strong on top of me. Yeah, Jake's got it in the chat. We'll get there. Okay. That's what I'm thinking, Jake. Uh, and then what happens? Oh, so John finally climbs to the top. All seems lost, but then we hear the horn. Yep. The horn of the veil. Mm-hmm. And Littlefinger has arrived with Sansa with shit-eating grins on both their faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the cavalry frees them from the, the shielded infantry. Yep. And John, 1-1, one, one, and Tormund start chasing after Ramsey, who heads back to Winterfell. Did I miss anything? I know I'm going kind of quick. No, the, the cavalry rolls up rolls up uh, the, the shield people. Mm-hmm. So we Runs get to down. Winterfell. Ramsey gets in there, 
tells them to close the door. It's like, we can stay here forever. They can't get in here. Uh, one, one breaks down the door. They end up quickly slaying the remaining forces in Winterfell. Uh, John and one, one are sharing a moment. One, one is battered and beaten is on his knees. And, uh, Ramsey fires an arrow right through the eye of one, one and puts him down, which made me wonder why didn't he shoot John when John wasn't looking? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. And because, then at that point, go ahead. Were you going to? Yeah, uh, because I had speculated about that too, but I think what he wanted to do the one-on-one versus John, if he had killed John, they would have just shot him full of arrows right there. That's true. That's a good point. That's what I think. Yeah, that's fair. I'll take that. Um, yeah, and then Ramsey says, you know what? That one-on-one combat sounded like a good idea when it's literally just him. Yeah. Uh, so... Ramsey starts shooting John, and John picks up the shield, which happens to be a Mormont, Mormont shield, shield yeah. which is really cool. Yeah, it was. Because, you know, they made a whole big deal about how there were only 62 Mormont men. Yeah. So at least one of them survived all the way to Winterfell, which was cool. Um, and uh, John hits him with the shield and starts punching the hell out of him and is about to kill him when he sees Sansa and realizes this is your kill Sansa and then uh, Sansa feeds him to the dogs yeah which is alright sure there's a little plot hole there because Sansa says you know she says you said so yourself your dogs haven't eaten in seven days Uh, which she wasn't there when he said that it's not a plot hole like people are assuming that there's no conversations that happen off screen I'm with you it's It's frustrating yeah John might have mentioned that too, like before they started their battle exactly. plans and stuff. Like it's not a, it's not a plot hole because it is it can be explained off screen. Yeah, it's not that's not an issue at all. No. God, people are dumb. People are dumb. People are real dumb, Dan. They want their Game of Thrones to be perfect, and it's not. Nothing really perfect. good, yeah. but it's not perfect. Um. Yeah, it was great. A lot of people, the people who didn't like this episode, thought it was extremely predictable. Yeah. And that's fine, and I agree. A lot of it was predictable, but it was still so good. But at the same time, like, because it's Game of Thrones, it like, I was scared of yeah. who might die during the episode. It was nice to actually have an episode where my where something big like that happens, where one of my favorite characters didn't die. One you know? one? Well, I, I liked one one, but, like, I my wife was convinced that Davos was going to die. Oh. Uh, and so was I. I thought multiple times that John was going to die because it's Game of Thrones. You ultimately never know what's going to happen. Yeah, the, like it turned out oh, the way a lot of people did. But how often does a lot of people thought it was going to? But how often does that happen in Game of Thrones? Not very. So it was actually yeah. nice to have, uh, like, kind of an easy win. That's the fir- like I think that's the first time something like that's happened. Well, we did lose Rickon. Rickon, yeah, but he. I mean, he was important to the to the to the world, but he didn't have a lot of like screen time. Yeah, type of thing. Yeah, it, it was good. Uh, I was really happy with it for sure. Yeah. But I knew John wasn't going to die, right? And it goes back. I I said this uh, from the time from the as soon as John died. I said I knew he'd be revived. Yeah. And what it comes back to is it's the the blood magic that Melisandre did with Shireen. Mm-hmm. It didn't go to Stannis. It went to John. John. Hmm. God of Light is keeping him alive. Sure. I at no and it's like 
I had speculated that for a long time, but once the arrows started raining down and they miraculously missed John, yeah. it, I remembered like, well, no, he's not. He's not gonna die. Yeah, but it sucks that John jumped in way too early, uh, and essentially would have caused a loss if not for what Sansa did with Littlefinger. Right. But it also sucks that Sansa didn't mention that part to John. Here's what what I think. I think I think she didn't want she didn't want them to base their strategy around having all those other soldiers. I think she wanted Ramsay to uh fully commit to the battle that they were going to have. You know, at that You're... morning, so she, so she would draw him out of window. Like if she had, if if Ramsey had somehow found out that the other that the Vale soldiers were going to come in, he would have just stayed in the in in Winterfell. You know, he wouldn't he wouldn't have come out. I think I think it was all part of her plan to have everything go the way it did. Have and potentially sacrificing John in the process. I think she was okay with with that. Um, mm. Just to think... just just to draw Ramsey out and and have the Vale come in and and crush them the way they. I think you I think you're theory crafting around maybe uh, something that wasn't done very well. What's that? I think we'll, and I think you're giving a girl who admitted she had no idea what to do too much credit. That's giving that's giving her a lot of credit because she nailed it, and I don't I don't think that's her character. She well, it's more it's more she she knew Ramsey, not she like she mentioned she doesn't know anything about battles, but she knows Ramsey. She knew what Ramsey was going to do. She knew he was going to commit to that. You know, she wasn't able to maybe necessarily spell out his exact strategy, but she knew he was going to try and lay a trap. He knew she knew that uh, that they were going. He was going to somehow uh, cause the the Stark forces to not go through with their battle plan. You know, mm. she knew that. Uh, you know, it's not. It doesn't have anything to do with being a, a battlefield genius or anything. Uh, but she she wanted that. She wanted them to be committed to the battle. And involved in the battle before the Vale soldiers came in, so out of nowhere. I, I still think you're giving her too much credit. I don't know. She's learned. Um, she also spent a lot of time with Littlefinger. And I would. How he I did would. Things. I would accept the idea that she is trying to set a trap of her own. Mm-hmm. But I think there is a way to do that that involves John, and that doesn't get Rickon killed. Mm-hmm. You know, like she can say to John, like. There might be people coming. Just do what you're going to do. I think I got something. Yeah, but, but it's would, only going to work if you do what you if you do you. But would he is the thing? <laughs> I don't know. Like the Starks seem very incompetent to me at this point. Yeah, I mean Tito says in the chat that she always knew that Rickon was going to die, but yeah. I, I just I think I think she knew. I she knew Rickon was the Rickon thing was a hopeless cause, and I think she knew she was potentially going to sacrifice John to draw, make sure Ramsay was fully committed to the battle, and then she was going to sweep in with with the the forces from the Vale, and and that's what happened. And all because she wants revenge against Ramsay. She yes. sacrifices two brothers. I think so. <laughs> she went through a lot. It didn't just start with Ramsay. She spent all that time in uh, in in uh, King's Landing with with Joffrey and all all of his antics. Yeah, I think it may you know, and all the stuff Ramsay did. It may it turned her into a dark, calculating person. I think. Well, I think that's what the grin was for at the end of the exactly. episode. Exactly. 
I never felt like anything was like too out of character or anything. I thought it all worked worked nicely. Yeah, I, I, and again, I think we'll find out what sure. her thinking was this last episode. Yeah, I think her and John are going to have a conversation. Obviously, he's going to want know. He's going to want to know why uh, why she didn't tell him that there was potentially uh, army from the Vale on the way. Yep. Um. So yeah, I mean, there's that, and I think we're gonna. I think Davos is gonna confront Melisandre about the curse. I think we saw that in the, the yeah. coming up. Yep. I think he says something a lot like, "Tell him what you did." Speaking mm-hmm. to Melisandre, telling her to tell John. Sure. So, we'll see that. Yeah. What else is gonna happen in episode ten, Dan? I don't know, but that was the best battle. It was so good. It was really good. I it was, was very impressive. I, I was literally shaking the entire time, and then I continued to quiver like a leaf for 20 minutes afterwards until I could catch my breath. I actually watched the episode twice. I did too. Um, because I told my girlfriend I would wait to watch it with her on Monday. Mm-hmm. I don't think she can hear me, but I ended up watching it Sunday night. <laughs> and then watched it again without saying anything Yeah. <laughs> on Monday. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know. It actually led me, after watching that episode, it led me to get on the internet, I don't know if you've heard of that, uh, on Wikipedia and start reading about medieval battles. Mm-hmm. Like English, European sure. battles. Because I guess they based, uh, they started to base this episode on the Battle of Agincourt between the English and French, mm-hmm. but then ended up focusing on the Battle of Canai, which Canai, was a yeah. Roman battle mm-hmm. um, with similar... Yep. And the Civil War with the with the body pile too. Yeah, the body stacks. So good stuff. I don't know. It is good stuff. Uh, it's going to be exciting to see what happens this Sunday. I can't wait. I think I think because you know essentially like we got through a major battle without losing any mm-hmm. beloved characters. I think we're going to pay for it next week. Well, you know what I, I think like someone's about it going to eat it. <laughs> is there wasn't any fantasy bullshit. Well, that's just it. They said that 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 was an actual like pitched medieval battle. Like that's Good. what they were going for with that. I mean, other than the fact that they had a giant, but he was mostly ineffective, other than uh, breaking down the door in Winterfell. Yeah. You know, but that that felt okay within the world. There sure. wasn't any like Deus Ex Machina, like outside force. Well, some people, my some... God of Light thing, but. Well, some people thought, and people who don't understand the concept thought that the Vale Soldiers coming was a Deus Ex Machina situation. No, that's been last three episodes that, or yeah, at least three episodes that's been. Well, I think it was the first or second episode where Sansa met uh, Littlefinger in Moletown, and he said, yeah. "I have an army for you." Yeah. Now that's people. Like I said, people didn't understand the concept, so. Yeah. People suck. People are ruining Game of Thrones for me. Yeah, you're going to get those people that like complain about absolutely everything. Like I really didn't like last week's episode very much, but still like as compared to a lot of other things, like it's, oh, yeah. it's still like, you know, sure, good, you know. Yeah. Uh, There's parts of it I liked, parts I didn't like. It's like anything else, you know. I think we should petition for them to change episode 8, change some things around. What do you think? Yeah, that's going to work. Yeah. Actually, I've been playing the uh, After Buzz TV Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, I went to college with one of the one of the podcasters on that. Oh, that's right. I remember you told me that. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, but yeah, I'm nervous for next week's episode because I know they're just gonna somebody's uh, gonna die. Someone's gonna die. Who I like? Let's take bets. Cersei. I don't. I mean, I I I don't want Brienne to die because she's Cersei is going to die so that Jamie can become a good guy. That it's just got to happen. Yeah, he's got nothing to fight for once uh, Cersei goes down. That's true. Yeah, I mean, she, she's uh, gonna blow up King's Landing. People think, or the wall. People think the wall's gonna come down. That's gonna. That's another thing people think is gonna happen. I really have no predictions. I have no idea what <laughs> what they're gonna throw at us. Uh, I was just informed in the chat that the Skype call is just a close up of your mouth at this point. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um. Yeah. No, I'm excited. Uh, it's going to be bittersweet, though. I don't want to have to wait another year until season seven. That's what yeah. sucks. I just hope they don't do a Walking Dead thing, leave you on this massive cliffhanger. They don't need to do that. Yeah, People are going to tune in next season. You don't need a stupid cliffhanger. Yeah, I would prefer everything gets tied up yeah. in kind of a bow. I mean, obviously, they're not going to finish storylines, but, I, yeah, I don't want a huge cliffhanger either. You think Dan- Danny comes west? Next next episode or I bet you that'll be the beginning of next season. Okay. Cuz like there was a part where Tyrion and and Danny are talking in Marine at the you know just sitting on the steps talking about uh talking about being in the game. So, I don't know if that maybe at the beginning they have that and then they have her invading uh, invading Westeros like later on. Yeah. Who knows? We shall see. Yeah. So yeah, next next week will be our final uh, Game of Thrones recap after the episode until season seven. But don't forget to tune into the Sif and Gone Sideshow because Will's going to watch episode <laughs> one of season one. Well, like I said, uh, after where we are now in Game of Thrones, when you go back and watch the old stuff, Seems like such small potatoes. Well, to what's yeah, going on and now. things move so much slower. Yeah, like people just talked. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. It's going to be hard to talk about it with Will too because you can't uh, no, spoil. Yeah, anything. knowing all we know, I'm glad I re- recently rewatched. You know, like I said, me and the wife are starting from the beginning. Um, I think we're a couple episodes into season two, but you know, uh-huh. like two weeks ago, probably we watched the first episode again. So. Yep. It's fairly fresh in my mind because you forget a lot of stuff too. Oh, yeah. And you pick up yeah. on some foreshadowing that you didn't pick up on even my first two times watching. Yep. So. Yeah. All right. We'll call it a pod, right? I'll call it a pod. All right. Thanks for joining us. Uh, those that stayed to listen to our Game of Thrones, um, we'll see you next week. <laughs>